Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? reiterate i was already shit-faced when you had shown up last <laughs> night and I, that's why i fucking love lompoc is like i was sitting there just getting free drinks essentially and i just turned to my right and i'm like oh son of a bitch it's <laughs> Nate navarro hell <laughs> yeah and, you know and it's so casual too where it's like oh hey man you showed up i wish you would have heard how i walked into that bar because i came in and i was just I mean, every time I go, that's my home. You know? Yeah. So same. I just get out. I'm all happy, and I look around. I didn't recognize anyone, but I was like, "Fuck it, shots!" And just started right away. And I knew, I knew out. things were bad. Yeah. <laughs> got me a green tea shot. Never a good sign. Oh yeah. Green tea shots are. Uh, that's like a red flag. I have no idea what happened, but it was like sometime around like the last two years, my throat just like will not take straight liquor anymore, and I used to pound Jack. And well, that's not, you don't, like, you shouldn't pound jack. Like, that's the thing I've completely tried oh, to it was fun. remove from my life is, like, drinking to get drunk. I try to enjoy, yeah. like, every drink. And it's made me into, like, a procrastinating alcoholic now. The thing is, once it, like, touches my mouth, the whole other person, the whole other side of me comes out. And I'm like, yeah. I'm getting fucked up today. Oh, man. No, seriously. My coworker, he... Um, we don't even get along and he's like, we were putting solar panels on a winery today and he's like, you think they sell beer in there? <laughs> he's like, you want to go have a beer? And I was like, ah, man, dude, I'm so hungover. I'll go have a beer. Let's go get a beer. Exactly. <laughs> and, oh man, I didn't, they didn't have any, but it was just like, it's in you. It's such a, it's a disease for real. <sighs> yeah, it's a fun one. I actually got diagnosed with the uh, acute cirrhosis. Jesus. Yeah, Christ. I went into the VA and nothing cute about that. No. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're the 12th person today. Oh, God, it was probably everyone in there, but yeah. yeah. It, it, I just went in because I guess they needed blood for some reason. I don't know. The VA just asked me to go in there every now and then. And I was like, okay, cool. So I sent it to him and they're like, oh, there's something going on with your blood. It looks like you might have a fatty liver or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, the lipids are all thick. I have no idea. Yeah. So they're like, we're going to need to do another test. So they ran it. And then the doctor called me and was like, so uh, you have acute cirrhosis. And I was like, I mean, the way you're making it sound is like, it's not that bad. I'm sure everyone else who drinks like me kind of has it too. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, yeah, you're going to need to slow down your drinking. And I was like, well, I mean, that's. That's a given no matter what. You shouldn't be yeah. drinking. It's literal poison for your body, but nothing bad's happened so far. That's the thing is everything that you in life is like, oh, nothing bad has happened <laughs> so far. How many mistakes people continue to make and continue to do that there's always the, well, nothing bad's happened so far. <sighs> it, ah. Yeah. I mean, I am slowing down. Like I said, I can't drink straight liquor anymore. <laughs> so, like, the green tea <laughs> is a good substitute, but it's that sugar, and then I just black out because I'm like, oh, it doesn't taste like booze, so I can drink way more of it. And next thing I know, I'm just at home waking up. I'm like, well, how the fuck did I get home? <laughs> Luckily, I have ring cameras, and I get to watch myself get all <laughs> sloshed and show up. I'm like, who, who took me home? Oh, my God, dude. That's terrifying. Yeah, I know. We drove back to Los Alamos. I drove. I was slightly more sober but then we stopped got taco bell which we didn't even eat we literally waited 
that made no sense. We didn't even we waited till we were, didn't need to sober up with food to eat. God, fucking I we, I gotta I gotta slow down. Do you like PJs, Deli? Yeah, of course. So Raul wants to. He's my cousin. Yeah, I know. And he wants to open it up so it'll be late night menu, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which is smart because he's right in the area. Jack in the Box, Carl's Jr. is you know the only oh, ones that man. are open up late. Yeah, seriously. He'll be open up till three, and he's gonna have a little walk up window. Um, I'm gonna fucking be pumped. Yeah. yeah, my other cousin when he ran it, uh, Charles, he would open it up for Friday nights, like after the football games. I remember. And he would just let everyone go in there late. That was, that really was cool. real fun. Yeah, I think that was when I met Tyler Oldred. Was one of those times. Is that before he was a cop? Yeah, he he still had the like American bald eagle tattoo. Oh God, I love that one. Isn't that amazing? Tyler is one of the funniest people because when I met him growing up, he was so shy and I don't know. He was nothing like he is now. Now he's just confident, like man. What do you think? What do you think changed him? Oh, I know exactly what changed him. Pussy? Uh, oh. Yes. No, he was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope he doesn't get mad. But <laughs> he was a virgin for the longest time, and I remember that, like, being a thing. He was always kind of talking about it, and then... Yeah, then he just started getting laid, and, you know, he became a police officer, and... I mean, he had to deal with a lot of shit. I don't know if you know, he stopped Elliot Rogers. Y- you know his what second the week, fuck? His second week of being a police officer. Oh, he, oh my God. Um, well, I mean, you know, in the end, Elliot Rogers shot himself. Yeah, but, like, yeah. he pumped him up with a couple of rounds. Good. And Good for him. He was pretty fucked up after that for a while. I was, like, one of the only ones he could kind of come and talk to about it. Which is... Yeah, it was, like, the PTSD he had. Wild, because he's told me some crazy things, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know all the shit he's done now, because... Well, yeah, funnily enough, um, I've only seen a couple bodies in my life, and, like... The first time I saw a dead body was about 30 feet from us I right here. I was about to say, I think you told me this that. Is what, I found a woman who was murdered, and they dumped her body right here, and not, not 30, 40 feet from us. There's another homie who was up here, and he was like, yeah, I was, came up here one day, and I saw a body. And I was like, what? What? That's wild. Yeah, her son stabbed her to death, and her boyfriend and son um, dumped her body. Uh, and I found her when I was 10 years old. Dude. 10 or 11 years old. I've never seen just a random dead body. I've seen, I think the only dead body I've ever seen was my grandpa. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Which is fucking. That's nice. Real wild. That's nice though. I mean, you know, rest in peace to your grandpa, but like, oh, I saw my dead grandpa too. Huh. Grandpa's kind of, kind of expect to see dead grandpas out there, huh? Mm, yeah, I guess so. I never really thought about it. We weren't that close just because they live in Bakersfield, and that's like I don't, no one wants to go there. Yeah, true. But I was always jealous because all my other cousins lived like in the next house over, like a block away or something, and oh. they were always over there. Oh, I, yeah. The faves. You know? Oh. And then like they had pictures of their, their boyfriends and their their girlfriends like up on the walls. and. Whoa, man. Yeah, I'd that go makes there you feel that. Talk I about felt way out of the family. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh. So I never really got to know them that well because they were so far away. We never went over there. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. That You know what? That's something I never realized I'd value as much as I do. Uh, is family and like how much it means and the proximity and how it affects you. Uh, I my, my entire immediate family lives, you know, in a fucking fifty mile radius. Like That's the people wild. I grew up with in my house. Yeah, and that means so much to me. That's amazing. My other like I have my dad's side is all in Bakersfield and my mom's side is all in Columbia. 
And that family, I've only met a handful of times, and I am way closer to that family than I am to my dad's side. The Colombian one, yeah. 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 They're just amazing. They're just full of love and everything. They are. Anytime uh, I've had any interaction with your mom's side of the family, it's been lovely. Mm -hmm. I just, like, have inherent respect and admiration for Colombia because of your family. It's dope. My dad's stuck on the narcos shit. Like, <laughs> he's like, what? He just fucking. He's like, you know, they're come, they came from the jungle and they, they're growing cocoa leaves. And, and I'm like, Dad, like, look at our family. They're the nicest fucking people. There's no way they have coke anywhere. I mean, maybe there is a side I don't know about because they have big ass farms out there. Well, I was, like, well, I was gonna ask. It, like, like, there isn't a, a bunch of like fat people. In no the, in that side of the family. It's probably because all the they get like pure coke. They're just always clean, <laughs> cleanly cleaned out. No, what it is coke is imagine shit, that Lompoc was on a fucking not the valley, but the actual mountains yeah. out there. That's what Monty Solace is like. It's on mountains, so everyone's like walking around and everyone they stay skinny. I never saw any real like thick people there. Also, I think Colombia is technically a third world country. No, it's very modernized now. It's actually amazing because like all my friends. Well, no, so is Mexico, but tech like in definition term like that's a really? third world country. Isn't that wild? That is wild. So what I was trying to say is the um, the food industry and uh, infrastructure that we have that makes people so obese because of the shit they put in it probably don't have to have that. You know that like I'm, other, I'm speaking other out of my ranch. white ass. Yeah, why would they use ranch? It's such a fucking well, weird... They don't even know what ranch is. I, I don't blame them. It's so <laughs> weird. It's literally named after things you find in America, ranches, right? It's just like some shit they made together when they were on ranch. Like, oh, what kind of sauce is that? Oh, it's just the ranch sauce. I never knew that. That's fucking amazing. I just made that up, but it sounds good. <laughs> it just, it sounds good, it right? It does. Um, I think, like, I, I guarantee there's some origin there that I'm dead on with. Yeah. Then my aunt, like, she's here visiting right now, and, and I heard this, like, on the on the internet somewhere that no other country knows about ranch. So I asked her, I was like, have you ever had ranch? She goes, no, it's so good. And I was like, yeah, but fucking it'll fucking thicken you up real quick. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, ranch, ranch, it sucks. Like, I've been trying to not eat food with uh, seed oils in it. How do you look that up? You look on the, well, first of all, you eat whole foods that don't have added ingredients or you look in the back uh, like the nutrition facts and ingredients of stuff so I have to read oh yeah you're a fucking marine <laughs> I brought crayons dude are you hungry <laughs> uh, were we talking about that last night that that I, whole no. I guess the crayon thing has been big forever but that wasn't yeah. big when I was in like that wasn't a joke at all and then now it's like huge and all the marines are getting like tattoos of crayons and shit and Meme culture. That's just meme culture. Yeah, I guess that's it what up. it is. And I get it. It doesn't, you know, because the whole thing is that Marines are dumb, which if you talk to most Marines, they're fucking idiots. But they're terrifying. It blows my mind how, like, they don't have to be smart and they can kill me with their hands well, that's the better thing. than me. They're dumb. Like, you talk to them about normal shit. I think they there's suck. something to that. Like, it's people who don't have to waste so much time thinking. Mm hmm. Can get shit done, and yeah. I'm I'm not being an asshole here or making a joke. Like I think there's jet like how many t you, like people who are good at skateboarding, fucking idiots. I've <laughs> never met. There's two smart people that are good at skateboarding, and they just have autism. 
It's just a different kind of stupid. But do you notice the people with the most style and creativity are actually intelligent people? Yeah, yeah, like Chris Cole. I feel like you have to be some type of competent to be able to be that good. To blend that? Yeah. Fair enough. But, like, the people I knew, like, growing up that were good at skateboarding, dumb asses. Yeah. Like, there was something missing. I was at Walmart. This is my excuse. This is my excuse for being bad at skateboarding. He's like, oh, I'm just smart. I'm actually a huge pussy. No, I was at Walmart and I was gonna buy, a, or I was looking at the GoPros and there's this fucking the one of the employee there. He has a tech deck, and I like, you know, I made a little smart ass comment. I was like, oh, do a tray flip. He fucking did a tray flip. Fucking did a tray flip. So I'm looking at the GoPros and he's staring at me. He goes, he goes, don't get a GoPro. Those things fucking suck. And I'm <laughs> high as shit, so I'm not gonna argue with this guy. But I'm just like, okay, I guess so. And he goes. If you want to skate, if you want to film skate videos, you should use this one. First off, I don't know why he thought I was going to film skate videos. I was looking at GoPro, one of the nicer ones, because I was going to buy it. So I'm like, because you said a tray flip to it. No, no. Okay. And look at how yeah, you there dress. Yeah, there was a there was like a 15 minute window um, interval between what be, between me seeing him and saying that, and then coming back and looking at the GoPros. And he goes, "Yeah, come over here and look at this." And he looked at one of the most generic like cameras that it clearly you could tell it sucked. It was like a 150 dollar camera. Yeah. And it was just because it was the style that was, you know, I had the flip out thing. Yeah. I was like, I wanted to go off and be like, you're talking about like you need a VX or something like that. Like one of the real good fucking cameras. Yeah. But no, a no, GoPro no, is no. literally designed for this. It has way better shit than that camera. Um, quality, sound, and, you know, versatility on all the grips and everything you can use. But I was stoned. And so I just sat there and just listened. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing talking to me? <laughs> Weed kind of can facilitate some like deeper thought about i don't need to go off on this guy but what's his fucking angle here it it, yeah. it, it, it like show it what it does to me is it reinterprets bullshit and it gives you like insight i think it makes people nicer because like you when you hear someone bullshitting you you don't think this guy's fucking full i'm of gonna shit. fucking tell him what's right you're thinking said, i'm just like mm, okay what, what's uh sure man. what's making him so full of shit what does it make you know what i mean yeah. i feel i genuinely feel like there's a couple things in this world that have made me a nicer person. Weed is one of them. I don't even smoke a lot. I can't remember the last time I smoked like actual flour. Like I use a vape pen a lot. It's like convenient all, as it's hell. Convenient. I yeah. Thought it was I don't so like stupid at first like until the they time. made them smaller and yeah. just. Oh man. Keep they're it right great. in your pocket. They're fucking great. Take a rip here and there, and you're not stoned. You're just like yeah. You're just like tapped like in. Like what a microdosing shrooms, but you're just like yeah. microdosing your weed the other day. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan for sure. I don't do it at work, though, because, like, I, I'm i fucking... I like my job. <laughs> I don't think... Uh, I can't do it at work. I can't do it around people. Yeah, I don't... I, yeah, like, if I'm smoking weed, I have to be alone, like, mm-hmm. in a bedroom. Got to put a movie on, that kind of thing. Like, like they offered me a joint at the bar outside yesterday, like a hit, and I was like, nah, like... <laughs> No way. It, but like it changes it, everything. Yeah, I'm like, you're going to literally change this entire experience for me. It's I'm like the drinking. alcohol is the confidence that brings you up, and then you smoke a joint, and then you're down, and it's like, mm, I'm afraid to say shit now. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I remember, what was it? I was, uh, yeah, uh, over my birthday. We went to uh, Joshua Tree, and I had been doing mushrooms, and I was just kind of chilling there, sitting real quiet. And I remember, like, I don't think I've said anything for like an hour or two. Mm-hmm. I'm one of the loudest, most obnoxious, big-headed people I know. <laughs> I have a, a a hobby that is literally talking into microphones. Yeah. I wasn't even fucking saying anything. 
that shit makes you all introspective and weird. And I was smoking weed too. It's not not good for my social. Uh, you so, just have to be around somewhere where you're comfortable and around people that you're comfortable with, or like what I prefer, not around anyone at all. Yeah. So it's just you, and it's like I can control a bad trip too, like that. If I just know, like, okay, this is going south. Wait a minute. I took a bunch of mushrooms. <laughs> it's just the mushrooms. Nothing bad's happening. And then I can bring myself back. Yeah, you hone it in. I did that one with acid, and we were watching, like, National Geographic. Yeah, I, yeah I've, I've, I've had to do that with acid. It switched to fucking gangster apes. They're, like, going through the forest looking for other group, like, groups of apes. Mm. And go in and fucking kill them all and eat their babies. And oh, so I'm, like, awesome. high as shit on acid, and that's... I see a monkey turn its face around with a baby monkey's face in its, he- in its mouth. And I'm, like... Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm like, okay, wait. I'm on acid. I'm on acid. I'm on acid. I was like, and I'm back. Damn, dude. I I used to watch those. Uh, you you follow that Instagram? Nature is metal. I did for a while, dude. I love. I used to, before I would go to jujitsu uh, in Oceanside with all those crayon eating Marines and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> fucking, I would watch videos, and of, of animals killing each other. It would get me so like tipped off and like put in the like you ever see when like the deer has their guts hanging out but yeah. they're still walking yeah. and the, the the lions and everything are still eating at it oh yeah and they're just like sitting there like it. oh fuck it's so weird what relationship it, there's no existentialism in them it's just in moments like that that fucks me up i wonder if they know like i'm gonna die yeah i wonder if they're no, just they like they don't even look like it because they, they look like they're just like um this I've, is happening I, maybe i should consider something else yeah oh but on the crayon eating marines so yeah. like i was saying they're fucking idiots right yeah but if you ever talk to any marine about their mos which is military occupational specialty like uh-huh. their job yeah fucking brilliant every single marine is fucking brilliant at that you want to talk to them about normal shit that like i mean most of them are pretty dumb but you talk to them about their job and they can get down to the specifics and that's the whole point of the marine corps is that like Everyone has to be super fucking good because all our shit is hand-me-downs from other branches. Really? Wow. Yeah, like our planes, our helicopters, they usually come like missing parts, holes in the fucking around them and everything, and they give them down to us, and then they got to get fixed so we can use them. Like my uh, all my rounds they gave me in Afghanistan were given to me in a Ziploc bag. They were <laughs> rusted and dented. I had a couple hollow points in it. And I was like, what? Uh, that sounds what like the fuck? like my fucking collection right now. Yeah. That's hilarious. And I was like, you want me to fight a war with this shit? This a war with like, this shit? This isn't going to work, dude. And there was a time we had a bunch of machine gunners up on a roof, and there were these dudes, like, clearly passing a radio back and forth with each other, which yeah. is hostile intent for us. Uh-huh. You can't kill someone unless it's hostile intent or hostile act. Yeah. Um, but that's hostile intent, because mm-hmm. we can also hear them on our radios. And they're fucking you pick it up. Us. Yeah, yeah. We, we have our interpreter. Like, he's listening. He's like, yeah, those fucking dudes over there are going to like set up an ambush on us later so we get all the machine gunners on top of the building and we get the fucking green light to go smoke these dudes and all the machine gunners as they pull their triggers like rusted bullets and we don't they just don't fire off just so they're sitting there and then all the afghan guys who have these sweet ass guns from the united states (laughs) are just firing away at them and you're watching the bullets miss everywhere they're just going in the sky you're watching the tracers just everywhere i'm like well, those guys got away. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it was so sad. <laughs> did, uh, 
Do you ever get to kill anyone over there? No, I fucking wish. Like you said, <laughs> um, ah, that's the exact answer that I wa- like wanted for a no. You know what I mean? Rules of engagement at the time, like I said, are hostile intent, hostile act. Okay? Yeah, because when were you? Uh, um, we went September 2011 to March 2012. Okay, that's right. And it was winter there. So, like, even those fucking dudes don't want to come out and fight. It was 43 in the day, and it was negative 10 at night. Jesus. And that's only what I roughly know. Like, it was definitely colder sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, what they do is they'll just hide behind a building, and they'll take a couple pop shots at us, and they Mm -hmm. see how we react. Then the next time, they're they're ready. You know, so, like, let's say I'm coming down an alleyway, and they pop off a couple rounds at us, and we go to a wall. Well, the next time they do that, there's IEDs laced all over that fucking wall. Oh. Yeah. Wow. But, did you had, did you you had a sweep for him? Yeah, so I was a sweeper. Um, so I had to look for all the IDs in the ground so no one else would step on. Yeah. Them. So what's a for people who don't know what a sweeper is? Um, it's a metal detector. Well, I'm a point man. So point, point man. man is the first guy. Um, just imagine, like at the time, I was literally the front line of everywhere we were going. No one else had gone as far as I had gone. Every step mm-hmm. I was taking was like the furthest the United States had been in somewhere. Um, and everyone had to travel in a direct line behind me and to stay within my two basically in between my shoulders length Mm -hmm. or it's not guaranteed that you're going to have a safe spot to step so in order what we do is like i'm sweeping with the metal detector and the metal detector only detects metal doesn't detect bombs i'm looking for the bombs like i'm just looking for metal hits basically a battery pack somewhere will be a metal hit and then the pressure plate will be somewhere else Mm -hmm. i'm looking for choke points i'm looking for anywhere that seems like a choke point a choke point is somewhere where we are forced to go into imagine like it's like a front door yeah if you're entering a house you have to go through the front door right Mm -hmm. that would be a choke point Mm -hmm. so that's where they would lace up all the ids right in that front doorstep right outside of the door like everywhere right there um if i'm walking in through a village a choke point might be like an alleyway i have to take you know so they're lacing that shit up with IEDs everywhere. And um, what you're looking for is somewhere where we can't see. So it would be behind a building, mm-hmm. somewhere where our cameras can't see, a choke point, and I don't know, just somewhere good where they could probably ambush us or something like that. There's all kinds of different ways we talk about it, but really, like, they just kind of throw those IEDs everywhere. Mm-hmm. and not, not very, like, strategic? Most of it's strategic, but they can just kind of just drop them wherever. Mm-hmm. My favorite part is when, like, we're all getting ready to go to sleep and you hear a bomb go off and we know that no one's out. That means that one of them, <laughs> we're putting one in the ground and they fucking killed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> fucking idiots. <laughs> but, uh... Um, is there ever a part of you that goes, uh, like, has, um, some sort of reverence for these people who are designing home defense for their country? Yo, it's smart. The shit they use is brilliant. I can make an IED right here fucking right now. Well, probably not the explosive part, but I mean, I just really need like a battery, some copper wire, and I can make it with two fucking bookmarks and a, some sponges. Like I'm, I'm not making this shit up. It's so easy. And every time like we'd find one or, or see one, I, like I'd study it. I'd be like, this is fucking amazing. You know, like how are these guys doing this? Like, did you take photos of them? Um, I have one picture of me stepping on one that was pulled out. I didn't find that one directly, but uh, it's somewhere in my phone. Yeah, yeah. Find it. yeah um, but like the ones that I found, I didn't take pictures of because you're busy fucking I, well, interfacing. I, I with have them. a GoPro. I had a GoPro with me. And all of my videos and all my pictures are stuck on a hard drive that broke. And it costs $500 to $1,000 to fix it. So I haven't done it yet because it's also not guaranteed that it'll get fixed. 
Yeah, so that's, that's a kind lot of, a, of money kind of to a risk. Gamble. Yeah, but um, but as far as sweeping, anyways, like, yeah, I'm searching for the IEDs so that no one else steps on them, so we can maneuver on an enemy somewhere, or you know, do our security presence in towns. But we don't go anywhere without a sweeper being in front of us. Um, if you're you want to risk, like, I had, there's a couple of idiots who would go off the trail, and surprisingly enough, they were our fucking captains, like the dudes in charge of us. Like one patrol, I found a fucking IED, and we're like, okay, well, there's where there's one, there's five, mm. so there's gonna be multiple IEDs everywhere because they found a you know somewhere that was good for them. Well, we found the one, and then my captain just starts walking around everywhere <laughs> like a fucking jackass, and I'm like, he's gonna get us all fucking killed. Like, get him back behind us or something. He's just like, woo, 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 woo. He, he was a fucking idiot. I heard about him like literally going off a trail, like, or you know, one of the sweepers' trail, to go clear a building by himself. What? Yeah, he's a fucking captain. He's in charge of all this. He shouldn't be doing Dude's that shit. Dude's got a death wish. Is his name Matt by I chance? I mean, I get it. Fucking, I don't know. He's <laughs> just an idiot. But I get it. Like, he wants to get action too, but that's not his job at that point. He's the one in charge of all of us. Like, we fucking need him. And he was just being an idiot. But um, as far as me killing someone, rules of engagement, like I said, are hostile intent, hostile act. So, like I said, these dudes are just doing pop shots at us, right? Yeah. So we don't ever have a chance to fight back with them. Um, yeah, I noticed. I, I, I've been watching a lot of footage that pops up on TikTok now mm -hmm. from... Also, I had no... When I picture Afghanistan, trees are not in my imagination at all. It depends on what part of Afghanistan you're in. Yeah, I, I, I realized. I was like, oh, it's a big country, you know, and yeah. I'm slow. And a lot of these conflicts are um, in, like slightly wooded areas and i was like well what mm -hmm. the fuck where is this or in the summer uh when like so when i was there it was all desert and everything was dead or what's it called when they um when they get their crops what's it called when you pull your crops out uh harvest yeah they're all harvest well it's all heroin not heroin it's poppy poppy seeds yeah. and marijuana so that's what everyone's really fighting in. it's like huge fields of all that shit and when they can get cover they can move through it and everything Wow. Um, but when I was there, none of that's there, right? So obviously they don't have anything to hide behind. So rules of engagement. If I see a guy and he has an AK-47 or doesn't matter what he has, he has a gun. I can't do anything. That's no hostile intent. That's no hostile. Like, that's just a guy with a gun. He points the gun at me. That's hostile intent. I can get ready to do something. He shoots at me. I can smoke him. Now what they would – now let's say that same guy shoots at me and then gets behind a wall – and puts the gun down and walks around on the other side of the wall, he's no longer hostile. I can't do anything to him. We can probably detain him, and we would have if we had caught up to them. Um, but, oh, it's going to be real fun, the story of what we actually did. <laughs> Since we couldn't catch up to them, we sent drones out, and they smoked them. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, Fuck, but yeah, it was stupid shit like that. Oh so we're walking God. around, and we're getting shot at all the time, <clears throat> and we can't fucking do anything back. So it's like most times we just sit down and wait, and... What we would do is call the Afghan guys, the Afghan army or the Afghan police. So from here on out, I'm just going to say ANA is Afghan mm -hmm. National Army, and mm -hmm. then AMP is Afghan National Police. Okay. We'd yeah. call the AMP or ANA, and they'd come out and be like, that fucking building, and they would just start Lighting shooting away. Inaccurate as fuck. Like, <laughs> we had this one dude, I called him Sergeant Pedro because he just had this sick mustache, <laughs> and he was their point man. Mm -hmm. Now, point man isn't supposed to have, like, explosives or anything, like a rocket launcher, because it's, I mean, it's unnecessary to be the first guy with a rocket launcher. He was the point man with a fucking rocket launcher, <laughs> and I love this dude, so I call Sergeant Pedro, he comes and start launching rockets. But 
after a while you just see them and they go right up into the air or just different ways and <laughs> Just fucking Yeah, never anywhere. got to kill any of those guys, but what we do at the same time is we call in a drone, and the yeah. drone would come in, which back then, like, drones weren't a thing like they are now. Yeah. Um. So this was, like, some mysterious Yeah, we'd call shit. it in. It would be completely mysterious to us, but they'd call in, they'd find them, and they'd find out, like, who the guy was. Like, I got shot at by the third top sniper in Afghanistan at the time. Whoa. We know that because they followed him back to his fucking crib, and they sent in a bunch of, like, the special dudes, like... They brought in a fucking AC-130 real low. Mm -hmm. Small birds came in and smoked the dude out. Nice. Um, Jesus. But, yeah, that's the only way we were able to actually... We indirectly killed them. Yeah, I understand. They shot at us. We called it in. They found out where they are and fucking blew them up. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I was really curious just because I think ever since, like, even when you're a little kid, you play army and you, like, shoot the bad guys. Mm -hmm. It's this, you know, and, and being, like, even being in a getting to be in Oceanside so close to Camp Pendleton there's all these people who are boots or they're or they're you know you know, <laughs> you know the boots term fuck yeah and you know oh, you're, just, you're exactly right Oceanside is boots yeah 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 but then yeah. there's also people who you know who have come back you know they were downrange or whatever and then just fucking I all I want to be like you smoke some fools over there you want to talk about that you know but I I, I never had the nerve to ask it is and they everyone tells a bad me question that's man. yeah but, and, and but I don't want and I literally that's the point of my show just don't say it first the name that's all I would say it has to be show, the second that, or show that you actually like give a fuck about what that dude's talking about like they actually have an interest in it yeah and then be like hey dude you fucking kill anyone yeah and they'll be like yeah I killed someone yeah or dude, they it, won't say anything which means they definitely fucking killed some, some, a lot of people <laughs> or like me like you know i just i missed all my chances which there's one that really pisses me off this dude fucking shot right at us just barely missed my team leader and i want to say it must have been one of the first times i got shot at because that's when i realized that all my training was perfect my cmd which is my metal detector drops straight down i immediately go to my rifle i turn to where i heard the sound i see the motherfucker Go to switch my safety off. He gets behind the wall. It's all done. But then the drone came and killed him. So. It didn't, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so fuck that guy. But I just wish I could have been the one to kill him. Yeah. That's was such a wild feel. I've never had that feeling. I couldn't. All it, I could do is amazing. imagine. It's all muscle memory. Everything that yeah. you know in jujitsu, one day you're going to get in a fight. And you're going to see that. I, holy shit. Yeah. It's all muscle memory. It's all instinct. It just came out. Like, you're not even going to know, like, that you're doing it, but you're fucking that guy up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, that's how it is there. It's just it's constant, constant, constant training. Hazing in such a horrible way that it makes you learn things perfectly. And Yeah, because it sticks with your ass. Oh, yeah. Pain retains. That's pain what we retains. always say. Like, you fuck a dude up because he did the wrong thing. Like, he's going to learn it way quicker. <laughs> it's true. And Damn. We, we get fucked up or we fucked up our boots and... Um, I never did it, like, in a bad way, like, where I just walked in and fucking started beating the shit out of him. But he'd be like, yo, you fuck this up, you're going to go run up that mountain right now, and you better learn the thing by the time you get back. Mm -hmm. And if he didn't, like, go fucking run it again. Wow. And then if not, like, I'd run with him and teach him as I'm doing it, but, like, fucking him up the whole time. What What made you uh, join the Marine? Oh, okay. So I never wanted to join the Marines. <laughs> I wanted to join the Army, and I wanted Why? to be a fucking Ranger. Oh, yeah. yeah. So when I was a kid, I grew up watching Starship Troopers. Oh, and hell yeah. I fucking love that movie. Rico's Roughnecks. I, yes. And, like, there's That's a picture. That's in the background of my head at all times. Oh, yeah. That movie is rent-free. That's exactly. one of the things me and your brother bonded over when we were kids. We still we do. Teens. He just watched it, like, two days ago, and I watched it, I think, three days ago again. 
Yeah, it, it was just like, oh, like you're a normal person. Thank, it was like, yeah. you know, the camaraderie of like, fuck yeah. But yeah, that movie, like we would watch it as kids and I would always, like I glorified war in my head and the, I would wear like so little ironic, fatigues yeah. and I'd put up the couch pillows, you know, to make them mm-hmm. look like sandbags. That's so And we'd cool. watch Starship Troopers with little plastic guns and we'd be mm-hmm. shooting at the fucking arachnids and everything. And I was like, I'm going to join the fucking army. You know, I'm like four or five years old and I knew I wanted to join the army. And then 9-11 happened when I was about 11. And I watched that. I watched it happen, like, mm-hmm. at my house. Because uh, I remember we were getting ready to go to school, and my dad and my mom were, like, in the room just silent, just watching TV. I think my dad was crying. My mom was probably crying. My and, mom like, was freaking out. I'm watching it. And, then you know, we watched the planes hit. We watched the fucking buildings drop. And we are I think the camera was zoomed in, and you could see people jumping out. But I couldn't see that, or I didn't understand what I was seeing. But, like, I watched the whole thing happen and yeah. then eventually went to school and I was like, I'm joining the fucking army. I'm going to go kill all these motherfuckers at 11. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it really fucked a lot me of people. Well, you know what? Yeah, it's such a interesting th- reality that, like, we grew up in that time period mm-hmm. where this is our biggest focal point of this generation. And yeah. it ended up being this 20-year war that is still fizzling in uh, fractured ways and do you ever have like like these conversations with yourself like i think like our government did 9-11 or something it doesn't matter to me oh no no, no i know no, it doesn't I, I know matter exactly to, what yeah, you yeah, mean yeah, yeah. I, yeah like, like you're right you're, and, yeah. I, and i can get into like i can watch all those videos and be like oh shit the government did do this you know but I'm but easily those people persuaded were either way still because that, I, yeah, exactly I totally, that's what it is totally to me. Understand. It's like these are our people who died. Now, if there was like straight up facts that you can give me that I could understand, that are like Bush fucking did that, I'd be real pissed. But that's not changing the fact that all those motherfuckers in that country are born and raised, reading the Quran, and their version of it is kill all Americans, and the way they're doing it too, like like the IEDs that we were dealing with when we were there aren't meant to kill us. They're, They're meant, meant to, to maim. maim us because they know that if they maim us, then the government yeah. has to pay for us for the rest of our lives. They're fucking us over in so many different ways. And then look at what happened when they pulled us out. Man, that shit really fucked me up for like, I was drinking hard for a couple of days, just crying when they pulled out everything and left all that shit for them. Because I remember we tried so hard to help everyone there and, you know, make better infrastructure for the Afghan people. We made schools, we built buildings for them, we created security systems for the ANP and ANA so they can self-sustain themselves. And then to know that all of that was for literally nothing in the end. Like my boys got fucking shot and like we went, I mean, I'm fucked for the rest of my life with PTSD and everything and all my boys are too, you know? And it's for like, what? For you to just give them everything and let them, con- they won again. They beat Russia, they beat us. They're, they're, and it would take literally one company of Marines, not exactly set them loose. And you do have to understand there will be civilian casualties, but like you let a fucking, a company of Marines go in there, we'd fuck them up and it'd be over. But it wasn't about that. It was about getting their government to do it themselves, which they didn't. Cause as soon as we left, they all got killed. Like all the dudes who I worked with, all the ANA guys and the AMP guys, they either quit and joined Taliban or they're all dead. That's fucking Because insane. Taliban just came in and fucking smoked them all out. That's insane. Yeah. But the other thing, the other, uh, so why I chose the Marine Corps, um, like I said, I wanted to join the Army. 
And when I turn 17 and a half, that's when the recruiters can legally talk to you. <laughs> the, the Marine Corps recruiter, uh, Sergeant Barrios at the time, called me up. And because my, my name was, you know, I had like written it on a couple things that said, like, I am interested in joining the military. So yeah. he called me up and he goes, hey, why don't you come talk to me? And I was like, fuck it, let's go see what it's about. I knew nothing about the Marines. And I really, in general, didn't know anything about the military. I just thought, like, we all had guns and we all get to go over there and fight. So I go in. He starts talking to me. He's like, oh, there's all these jobs. He puts this book out in front of me with, like, 200 jobs. And he's like, go through. They'll see what you what kind of job you would want. And I was like, underwater welder? A photographer? I, I, I shit, you know, I swear there was a cashier <laughs> in there. And... Um, <laughs> I was like, what is this? I was like, I want to go to war and like fucking, I want to carry a gun, not a camera. <laughs> and he's like, shoot, shoot, <laughs> shoot people, not pictures. Yeah. He was like, you don't want to go infantry. And I was like, I didn't even know there was anything but infantry. So that's what Damn. I'm going to do. Um, and he was right. I probably shouldn't have gone infantry. It was, I mean, I love it as much as I hate it, but that day like i was like i want infantry he goes okay well here's the contract i can get you and i was like oh i'm gonna go recon all this shit i was oh, all fucking moto oh, um i signed the papers dream. right then and there and it was mainly because i was too afraid to tell him no that like i would just rather join the army wow um, so yeah yeah i signed i signed up that day he got in his blues with the other recruiter they came to my house and told my parents they had no fucking idea. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. I had to hear about it. <laughs> my mom Ugh. was so distraught. My dad was like, I mean, maybe he was kind of proud about it, but he didn't show. He was like, is this really happening? Like, because he wanted to be a Marine when he was growing up. He mm. like he fucked his shoulder up real bad, so he couldn't. But uh, yeah, it took him a while to get really used to it. And my mom was pretty sad when I left for boot camp. And then what about, tell the story about when they found out you were being deployed to Afghanistan. Uh, well, it was probably, I think they thought about that way more than I did because yeah. I just wanted to be in the military, you know, and I wanted to kill them all. So obviously I was hoping I was going to get deployed, but it became more serious and I started learning more and like, oh, you don't just get deployed to war. And, you know, when I found out about the other jobs, you don't, <laughs> you're not just infantry, like there's all these other things. So that whole idea was kind of in the back of my head and then I went to boot camp which was three months and after that I went to school of infantry so this is all just training mm -hmm. this is six months of training and then I finally get to find out what unit I'm going to well the unit that I was going to uh it's second battalion fourth marines fox company their infantry unit and they were supposed to get deployed to like Australia it's what we call a booze cruise, but it's called a MU, Marine Expeditionary Unit. You get attached to the Navy on their ship, and we float around with them. And basically what it is is we're prepared to go to any war. We're always, you know, on the other side of the, of the world. Um, so, like, if anything popped off in a separate place, we'd be the first ones to go. That's fucking So, yeah, my sexy. unit was like, we're going to go on a MU. And it's kind of weird, kind of embarrassing, because I, I don't think I've ever really said this, but, like, I had a girlfriend at the time and I was kind of relieved. I was like, all right, well, I don't have to go to war, you know, because once you're in, dude, once you're like in boot camp and SOI, like it's so fucking real. It's not just like me being a kid being like, I want to go to war. It's like you're getting trained by dudes who killed a lot of fucking people in Iraq. The dudes who like smoked out all of Fallujah were the dudes who were training me. 
So it was way more realistic. It wasn't like this. They had fantasy. recent firsthand experience yeah. that they were. There's a fucking instilling. dude who killed another guy with a fridge. <laughs> they call him the fridge. What? Yeah. So he was on top of a building in in Fallujah. And I don't know, because I can't imagine like why there was a fridge on top of this roof or exactly. Maybe it was outside a window or something. But there were a bunch of Taliban. And they were coming in to ambush them from the like they were on top of the building and they were coming in through the front door. So the dude just kicked over a fucking fridge, oh, yeah. and it landed on one of the guys and killed him. That's fucking awesome. Oh, my God. I've heard gnarly stories. Kills with E-tools. You know, obviously, dudes killing people with their helmets. What's like, an E-tool? Uh, the little, like, um, shovel that we carry. It's like oh, a Oh, yeah, yeah, the shovel. foldable one. Yeah, like, I, they have all these. Uh, I keep going to this army surplus store, and they have all these fucking... Oh yeah, I have yeah. one in here, but I mean, this is this is a, this is a, na- a navy shirt. I love this thing. This oh, thing's really? amazing. Oh, it this is, was huh? three or four dollars. You like that material? Um, this is just is so it kind of loose on you? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, because yeah. like the Marine Corps uniform is like that. It's it's fitted, rigid. Yeah, so it's not comfortable. Yeah, this was fit, fitted to uh, M J Farrell, not me. Hmm. <laughs> well, it looks good. It it feels great. But anyways. Uh, kills with e-tools oh all kinds of shit and the whole thing about the marine corps is about you have to know the history of it so not only we're being trained by like these dudes who did the push into fallujah but we're also learning about the history of all these badass fucking marines like i'm talking dudes who like charge up hills with ammo in the snow with no shoes on to get ammo to machine gun bunkers and doing that for days without stopping eating without sleeping anything like these dudes are superheroes in our minds you know yeah and then we have to retrain or, or we train like in boot camp and SR, we do shit that's like supposed to replicate what they mm-hmm, did mm-hmm. so like if a guy you know had to do ammo runs up and down this hill we are running up and down the hill doing ammo did they, runs did they like, name the drill after uh him? yeah like one of the big dudes was Barcelona, and i remember having to do like some Barcelona thing and at boot camp um Man, it's smoke checks you, but you have to think like this dude did it in real life while he's like shot and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many fucking crazy heroes in it. Does your relationship with war movies and uh, other people who have become standouts from the uh, war on terror and like the Afghan conflict kind of just has that changed? Like, do you even consume any of that? You mean like watch? War movies, whether like it's Private Ryan or not, well, yeah, that, but just anything that is uh, more modern about any of the Middle Eastern conflicts, anything that is uh, any books that these people have written, have, you know, are there people to you that you're like, oh yeah, that guy has a book, but he's full of shit. He, I know he didn't fucking go out there and kill anyone. Like, kind of. I, I. So, like I said, I romanticized war as a child. Well, who, did, who didn't? Yeah, as exactly. a chi- yeah, like, uh, unless you were affected by war as a child, you were romanticizing yeah. war. Yeah, but then when I became, like, an actual infantryman and went to war and then came back, and some movies I can't watch because some of them are depicted, like, very well. Like, that's exactly what it was, and those are the ones that I can't watch because it's like, fuck. Which ones are those? Um... What was it? Jarhead's actually a really good one, but I like Jarhead. I think Jarhead was the one that was pretty tame. I like Jarhead because the, it showed the violent, the goes. most realistic version of it, which is like that dude wanted to go over there and kill people. Mm-hmm. He goes there, he does nothing for a very long time. <laughs> he gets his chance, and it gets taken away from him. Yeah, that was very relative to what I did there. 
Like, the first month I was there, we just did post for a month, which was fucking bullshit. We're just, like, what we're doing right now. Yeah. Imagine that, but I have a machine gun in front of me, and I'm watching a town. And if anything looks suspicious, I get to shoot it. You wanted to be first recon. I wanted to be recon. Um, the whole, like, I'll get in that story later of why I never went that route. But basically, I was like, this is all fucking bullshit. This sucks. Like, this is miserable. I want to go home. Um, but, yeah, movies now, like I said, they're either really good, and it kind of hurts to watch. Or they're fucking bad, and I'm sitting there like, the tactics are all fucking wrong. Criticizing everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and it kind of ruins it for me. Like, I want to enjoy the movie, but I know that it's all done wrong. And I'm just thinking, like, who is the military advisor on this thing? They're probably a fucking pogue, and they don't know shit about... Explain to people what a pogue is. A uh, person other than grunt. It's a <laughs> derogatory term to call anyone who's not infantry. It basically is telling them, like, you ain't shit compared to me. Which, in the military, everything was a dick measuring contest. Essentially, if I walk somewhere, you could tell I was infantry by the way I wear my uniform, and people don't fuck with me, except for someone who's, like, way up, and they're like, fix your fucking uniform, because they know I'm a grunt, and they're just, like, being a bitch. Um, Another thing is, like, if I wear my actual nice uniform, like, my dress uniforms, um, you can see my stack on it, Uh and I have what's called a combat action ribbon, and... It doesn't matter whether you got that for something simple or for something gnarly. You have a combat action ribbon. It yeah, means, you, like, you've, been, for, you've done some shit. Yeah. And so, like, if I'm walking around with that, no one's going to fucking say anything to me. Can you still fit into that? Oh, uh, God, no. I try. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard is uh, whether they're in shape or out of shape, I've no Marines can still fit in their uniform. Oh, my God. No, because, like I said, it's fitted. And... You have to change it every couple months because your body changes so much. Yeah, um, I Like, it. dude, we were eating, I think for breakfast I was eating probably two giant burritos with a monster. Then lunch was probably you another burrito. And by dinner, we're probably eating pizza, whatever's open. Pizza, Jack in the Box, Carl's Jr., and like a fuck ton of beer. Now, as soon as we wake up in the morning, we're running a lot. Yeah, so, so I had like a six-pack, and I'm eating the worst shit ever. And the problem is when I got out, I kept eating like that mm. for a long time. And I was drunk a lot and I was doing a fuck ton of drugs and I was having a great time, but I wasn't paying attention to my body. I went all the way up to like 255. I was fucking big. And I think it took me looking at a picture of myself and I was like, what the fuck? Like, who's is the going fat on? fuck? Where I am I like, in the picture? Why didn't anyone tell me I look like that? But yeah. I, did, I never had a problem. Yeah. Like, I was still getting laid by like super hot girls and everything. So there was no. Like lower, what's it? What's the word? Self-esteem. Yeah, like my confidence was still amazing, and but until I saw that one picture, and I was like, oh. Do you keep that picture around for reference? No, nah, that shit's deleted. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dude. <laughs> I I keep photos of me like I hide them or like I'll have them so I know what not to do or what not to like. I'll see the the things that I don't like about the way my body used to be or is or whichever, mm-hmm. so I can always refer back, and it's really. It comes in handy when you get to brag on social media and you get to be like, here's me a year ago. My face was fat. Here's me 10 days ago. It is not fat. See, mine's Cheers, the opposite. Bitch. Mine is like, look at me 10 dude, years you're, ago. You're such a I hot little like, marine, dude. It. I was oh, looking man. at your photos like, I have fuck, some good dude. pictures of me like pretty naked and I'm like. Literally every, oh. every one of you Navarro boys are like little fucking stud muffiny, good at everything dick slingers. I love when people say that shit. It's like, but you know it's true. Is that weird? <laughs> we're we're like, really good so, at sports. You're really you're all uh, good at sports. You all have these like, uh, like amazing. Like we I was could all fasc- do some music too. Yeah, I was all fascinated. I was so fascinated by you guys 
as a kid. It made no sense that there was, it was like, I had never met a family that was just like, oh, look, these, all these kids kick ass at everything and can fuck anyone they want. And they're cool. (laughs) And like, they're cool to me. Like what's going on? Like where, where I grew up, that was, you guys were going to be jock, asshole, motherfucking douchebags to me. Not that, uh, you know. You guys weren't at some point, but <laughs> end up being like, "Hey, come hang out at our house." The door is always unlocked. Like everyone's able to come. To- everyone, everyone hung out at our house. Yeah, I still think about like, oh, I I should go say I should go say hi, because yeah. like everyone does that. Because it's such a beautiful like dynamic that that family's. Had. I had a dream about you guys last night. Yeah, my parents still remember everyone too. I mean, if they don't, they just can see a picture and they're like, "Oh yeah, I can remember." Yeah, yeah, them. of course, of course. But I mean, everyone's been at my house. There's a there's a fun story. It's a real long one, so I'll just do a short version. But I had a Marine who came and visit me, and he ended up getting wasted with some chick and went back to her place. But then her dad showed up, so he had to leave, and he, like, chugged the rest of the bottle of Jack Daniels through it and just took off. But th- he, his phone was dead, and he didn't know Lompoc, and he's just this big, jolly fucking dude from Illinois. Oh, I'm talking no. from the sticks. This guy's I'm, got an accent and everything. I bet. He is lost, and we can't find him, and we start a little search party. He ends up somehow going halfway across town to Beatty Park, sees some kids on a bike, and he goes, hey, do you guys know the Navarros? Like, I'm trying to get to their house. And they're like, yeah, we know them. Like, we'll take you right there. And he goes, oh, thanks. If you if you take me there, like, I'll make sure he gives you a bike and everything. So nah. he gets to my house, and my dad calls me and goes, hey, Beastry's here. So we drive over there, and I look, and it's just this fucking jolly big-ass dude surrounded by, like, six-year-olds. And they're like, he said you guys are going to give us a bike. And I was like, look, kids, like, I really appreciate bringing my friend back, but I don't have a bike to give you. Like, I think at the time even my bike was stolen. And so I felt real bad. I'm sure my dad gave him a bunch of stickers or something oh, yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, we were, we were always known for, like, BMX and skateboarding, really, but all of us do everything. Like, Chris... You know, he's big. He's, like, almost a pro skater now. And a rollerblader. Mm. No, roller roller skader, sorry. Yeah, there's a difference, he ain't I guess. a blader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, he can ride a bike just as good. Uh, not just I've as good, but he can ride a bike. I've never seen it, but I will immediately believe you. Yeah. And, like, I can skate, and I think Jason can skate pretty well, too. Jason can skate. I've seen yeah. him skate. I, I've I mean, skated with Jason. I've surfed for years. Um, That's I'm not going to say I was that great at it. Surfing is probably the hardest of all of them. It was the funnest. It was the most really? beautiful one out of oh, all of them. Oh, wow. I think it's the only one where you're literally interfacing with nature in a moment. Yeah. Certain ledges will always be there. You'll never have the same wave twice. Um, fishing and surfing both had the same reaction. The first, the first fish I caught and the first wave I caught, I was like, Euphoria. This is my life now. I'm going to fucking surf until I die. And when I fished, I caught my first one, I was like, I don't want to do anything but fish now. That's it's just amazing. such a beautiful because it's so hard to learn. I mean, fishing kind of isn't, but I I I taught myself how to fish, and that was what took me so long. Um, but like surfing, you know, you got to really test your body, like getting out there. Like I wasn't in the best shape for surfing, and paddling past the break and everything was miserable, especially if you don't know how to duck dive or get over a wave mm-hmm. like right. It takes so fucking long to get out there. And then when you finally, like, start catching waves, it took a while to just be able to stand up until I finally did. And I was like, this is my life now. And I think I had, like, eight surfboards at one point. And every single day after what we would 
we get libo in the Marines. It's, it's called Liberty. It just means like you're off for the rest of the day. Cool. As soon as I get off, I go out to right. It was south of Trestles, which is like one of the biggest surf spots here. And I just fucking surf for the rest of the day. Was it San Diego? Uh, San Clemente. Oh, okay, okay. The yeah, most yeah. northern part of Camp Pendleton reaches all the way in Orange County. There, yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, I miss surfing. I want since I moved back, I've been planning on getting another nine foot just so I can go, like catch the small ones because I am still out of shape. Like I, really, I, bad. I miss Oceanside. Do you really? I love being in that like epicenter crossroads of skateboarding culture. A lot of my favorite pro skaters were from that area. Okay. There's like a, like this, like cool feeling. I, I don't miss my apartment shaking. <laughs> Was from, it shaking from, from base? F- yeah, from art- <laughs> for, from you know the artillery, uh, artillery or something or, uh, um, what, what's the other fucking word? We actually almost got blown up by artillery in boot camp. We were doing like a hike, and I guess one of the rounds like bounced off a mountain and almost hit us. Bounced off a mountain. Yeah. That sounds like some superhero shit. <laughs> like Hercules threw a fucking. <laughs> I think I was wow. getting so smoke checked by that fucking hike that I didn't even notice it. But everyone else talked told me about. It. They're like, "Yeah, dude, like it came right at us." And I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Indirect fire. That's what that is. What's the what was the most difficult part about uh, boot camp? The initial boot camp and training um the very first week okay because you know you see the commercials like the commercial that got me was the one where the guy like climbs up the fucking mountain fights a dragon then gets in his blues i was like that's tight as fuck i can see it clear as day they fucking marketed that shit so well what they don't show you is when you get to boot camp the first three days you're standing in lines and you're not allowed to sleep and you're fucking miserable and all you're doing is just getting information (laughs) like you have, like I said, you know how Marines are fucking idiots? When you get 80 people in a room and you have a drill instructor barking at them and you can't understand what the drill instructor is saying, but it's one simple task. It's like, all right, all you motherfuckers, like, you're going to write your name on the top left. The fucking top left. Write your name, last name first, then your first name. You get 80 people in a room to do that. Someone's 20 of fuck them it fuck it up somehow. <sighs> so it's just... You're getting yelled at about how fucking stupid you D- all don't are. Don't you feel good when someone else fucks up and you're like, oh, whew, but then you all get reamed for it? Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, that's the thing. You're as fast as the slowest guy. So, like, if one guy fucks up, we all fuck up. And that's the thing. Like, we had the dumbest fucking human being I've ever met. His name was El Nakeep. Well, that was his last name. <sighs> I think he loaded rounds in his magazine like backwards one time how do you even do that i don't fucking know i guess they just slam in the top i don't know he you got, you guys did have the, the aluminum mags uh i want to say they're aluminum yeah the yeah. metal ones uh yeah it like holds 30 rounds yeah. we only put 28 in them because you don't want to twenty eight spring all the way down i guess it could fuck it up that's some fucking stupid bullshit yeah but i mean this kid did like everything every little instruction we ever got he fucked it up so we'd have to go fuck him up and then we get fucked up because he sucked at everything. And Well, I was going to say, I was like, you keep fucking him up, you're going to fucking, he's not going to get better at things. We were actually trying to get him to quit. That's what it was. Oh, um, Like, yeah. we had a couple dudes right before we found out that we were going to Afghanistan. Um, like, some of them started kind of bailing on us, and we're like, get the fuck out then. Like, we don't want you watching our backs if you Dude, don't want to fucking be here. As harsh as that may seem to people, absolutely. You know, get the fuck away from yeah. me. I do not need your hesitation and doubt in my romanticization of we're, war. We're going to war. 
someone's going to try and kill me. I need to know you have my back. Yeah. And, you know, the guys who we didn't trust, we would literally go and beat the shit out of them until they were like, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. And they would claim they were going to kill themselves and be like, fucking do it. Please, it'll be quicker that way. But instead, they would end up going to a, a different company. But they'd be away from us. And that's all we wanted. You want the shitheads out. Um, I know it sounds fucking brutal, but, like, it's the Marine Corps we're talking about. And if no, you, no, that's your life. Yeah. I would love, I would much rather be brutal to someone mm -hmm. for a couple weeks than be fucking dead in a couple weeks. Exactly. And, uh, like, there was one dude who, I guess they were all getting shot at, and he just put his head in the fucking dirt. Like, you do not want that guy watching your back. You that want the, like, You want someone, like, who's going to shoot back. But could you imagine having to be that guy, though, to put your head in the dirt? Well, so the greatest question that's ever been answered for me was answered twice. What one was, what kind of person am I going to be when someone shoots at me? And the other one was, am I going to be, like, when I go parachuting, am I going to be the guy who gets terrified at the door or the guy who gets pulled out? Mm. So when I went parachuting, I found out that I was the dude like pulling the instructor out, like let's fucking go, let's go, like, like mm. push me out. That's you. I could have told you <laughs> that you were gonna be that way. Yeah. Just I, I would have showed you a family photo album and it would have been you're gonna be fine <laughs> up there. Man, I loved it. And then the other one, like the first time I got shot at, I remember, just like since we couldn't shoot back, I remember just standing there and flipping off in the direction of where it came from. Like this sniper shot at us, went overhead, and we're like, what the fuck? Anyone see where it's at? And they're like, no. The guy shot again, and I got up on the on the um, the fence, and I just double bird with both fingers. Nice. And then he shot again. I was like, okay. I mean, I'll, I'll get down now. But yeah. like, <laughs> he sucked. And that was the guy who was supposed to be like the third top sniper in Afghanistan. And now yeah, he's the, not saying now much. he's the dead sniper. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> but yeah, um, I love that. I found out what kind of person I am from those two events. I envy those i i want those two questions answered at some point in my life i could shoot at you if you want but i don't want to shoot at you it'd <laughs> be a fun do you ever play paintball no i used to fuck with paintball a lot it's just very expensive yeah uh a lot of, i love watching these dudes do the airsoft videos um gopro videos mm -hmm. in a, on tiktok and stuff because they get all fucking geared up and shit. Yeah, I kind of hate the geared up part, but I get it. It looks cool as fuck. It and looks fun, and they get to essentially, it's like a little funner than dry fire training. Yeah. And I, don't, I mean, you're still, you're hitting someone, you're hurting someone. Yeah, you know? and it's a projectile. That's the fun part. Yeah. It's not the loud noise or the bullet part. It's a projectile. So there's something that goes ooga booga in your brain and it goes, oh, and like, <laughs> like when you caught your first fish, it was a biological yeah. imperative. Endorphins went survival. This is key. When your mind said, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, it's because it was connecting that synapse the mm -hmm. synapses of you have to do this for the rest of your life because yeah. this is how you live and eat and 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 that's uh i don't know dude like you you described that with uh surfing and the first thing that came to mind was a uh, fucking archery yeah probably like the first time you got like a bullseye or something. yeah you i was like, like oh i'm fucking it. in this is it i'm in oh man do we have a we can probably fucking shoot. I, I I need to get new arrows. These ones. I are do off. not know how I don't have a bow and arrow or like a, at least a pellet gun in here. I have a slingshot, but I rarely ever use that. I was gonna say there's this little aquarium on the other side of the grade right now that's just been sitting there, and every time I drive by, I think I want to shoot that. Make a cool little video. Just. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Right when it starts going down, like some dude's been parked out there for a while. I see him all the time. I think he lives out of his car right there. That little, like, crappy Honda, the black yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, he was just there. 
Yeah, that's no, why so I didn't pull over and weeks. shoot it or break it. It was something yeah, like a slingshot. Whatever. He's fucking he, like before he was there, that trash wasn't there. And, and he is the trash there now. He is the fucking trash there. I mean, I get it. Maybe he's having a rough life, but like fucking don't trash our world. Like yeah. I was saying, this whole Harris Gray, like it's a beautiful place, but like I did an Instagram story one time and it was like, you know, a little cool ass panoramic of Wampo right I, I remember. It was, it I remember. Instagram versus reality and it just dropped down a little bit and you could see all the fucking trash. I think I remember viewing this story because it's so fucking true mm-hmm. and it's so heartbreaking because no one comes and cleans this up and I don't know who's like jurisdiction this is for um, maintenance of any kind but this is bullshit yeah. people dump things here some dude dumped his mom's dead body here they're still dumping things <laughs> here you know what i mean like it is fuck i mean he you know of I course he, why he chose right here like that's not even trying that hard that's what everyone <laughs> said everyone said they caught him the next fucking day and the fucking dad or stepdad her boyfriend in prison to this day he i don't know about him but i remember when i worked at walgreens there was this a uh, woman who came in and I don't know how we got talking about it, but she ended up saying like, Oh, I, I know, I know that kid and all this shit. And it was like such a like, dude, Lompoc's such a fucking small town. Like you're 30 years old coming into my Walgreens where I'm working as like a fucking dumb little cashier. And <laughs> a job is a job. A job is a job. Honestly, one of my favorite jobs I've ever had. It was it was Walgreens? like it was like one of my yeah it was one of my first like job jobs and it was just like the most pure. I don't know. Well, I guess your first job was a fucking marine. My first job was a marine, yeah, actually. Yeah. Cuz I was a bum before that. I just rode my bike. I didn't even have my license till like uh 10 days before boot camp. I got my license when I was 21 years old. Oh, so, God. I I that, I beat you. That beats me. Yeah. I didn't learn how to drive till I was 20 years old. Oh, the funny thing is, right as soon as I got back from boot camp, I was driving uh, my mom's car and I was racing my my girlfriend at the time. I took the back roads, you know, the back road, uh, Ballard the Canyon. White, was it the between. white car? It was the, the silver van? Ford Focus Kona. Oh, okay. And it was stick. And I remember, oh, wow. like, I looked up the Kona and said, like, oh, it's a rally car. <laughs> so I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to drive it like it's a rally car. So I took Ballard Canyon in between mm-hmm. Solving and Buellton because mm-hmm. I thought it'd be quicker. And she took, uh, was it 246? Yeah. Well, it was dark and I didn't know the road. And like I said, I just got my license before I went to boot camp. So there was three months of like not driving at all. <laughs> and then um, it's pitch black and I was flying on the straightaway. And all of a sudden it drops down to the left and I, the back end just went out. <gasps> Whipped back and forth across the road and I stopped it perfectly on the side of the road, which was a cliff. But the mud gave way right as I stopped. So it rolled. It did like a roll and a half and a tree stopped me. Oh my god. So I didn't get hurt at all. And now we're sitting and in, I, in a vehicle I, in I, the back, I, like <laughs> on a couch. This is yeah. awesome. But I remember as it was rolling, it was the loudest fucking noise I've ever heard. Like you can hear everything breaking, the glass was shattering everywhere. Whoa. And all that went through my head was, oh, shit, my mom's going to kill me. <laughs> that's the only thing going through. Ki- I, that's I will how, never forget that's that that's exactly high. what went through my head. That's how high we value our mother's opinions yeah. and things. And also, your mom, at least to me, is such an angel. Like, I would feel absolutely so bad for just letting her down and rolling her car. But oh. she got a new car after that. She got the white one, right? What was the one? The Ultima that... 
Was it an Altima? No, it was a <sighs> Kia something that Chris drove for a bit. Oh, really? Yeah, I think. Oh, no. I, I don't that's remember. What it was. Yeah, no, it was a Kia something. Optima, maybe? It was an older Kia Optima. Yeah, and then Chris ended up getting that for a while. Yeah, that's right. Because I remember he got rid of his, he had a Dodge? Yeah, we still have that. That's parked, that's parked out in front of the house. Oh, really? Yeah, he had that one. He drove that to Texas and everything. That's, yeah, it's I know. still a great truck. It's I know, just, yeah. You guys want to sell it to me? Um, I'm pretty sure, like, if you made an offer, my dad might do it. Oh, shit. Because he got his license taken away since... Um, he's old and He gay. got a new doctor, and the doctor, oh. like, found out he's been on all these pills forever. Because, like, he's disabled as fuck, and they got him hooked up on Oxy and everything. And he has a morphine pump in his body. So they were like, no you're way. all hopped up on all this shit, and you've been driving? He goes, I have no other way to get to my, like, appointments. And he's like, I've been doing this for 30 years. Like, what do you mean? And so they took away his license recently, and so the truck just sits there. So he, I mean, I guess you don't have to tell me this, but he actively doesn't um, fucking, what's this guy doing? It looks like he's just as aghast at the uh, litter as we are, but he also looks like he's about to litter. He's got an orange thing on him. Yeah, that's a, he has gloves. I don't think he's. Oh, yeah, he's pissed about litter, too. Yeah. Rio and I want to come out here and, and clean it, but like I said, every time I come out here to clean it, I'm literally watching other people throw more fucking trash. But I need to get that Dodge up here because I'm not going to put all the trash bags in this. <laughs> yeah, this is nice. I wouldn't do that. Dude's collecting cans. I didn't hear a car pull up, did he? Yeah, maybe the, maybe a car pulled he up. He might have parked way up there and did a walk. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. looking for something specific, though, because he has that little trash bag. Yeah, he looks... Uh, he has like an old tradesman truck. It looks like someone's in there. Uh, passenger seat might be a dog, though. Dude, I was camping the other day up in Fig, and you know I'm back in here, and I was out of the way. Like, mm -hmm. no one was. I was out like I think it's an 11 mile tra a trail, and I was at the end of it. I went to sleep. No one was there. I woke up like around 3 or 4 a.m. and I just peek out the window like you just did and there's a fucking truck parked right next to me. Like, not like in the same area. I mean right next to my truck and I was like, Are how did I not hear it? Me? And yeah. I start panicking. I'm like, dude, I'm out here all alone. So I always keep a K-bar in here. Where did I put my K-bar at? K-bars are fucking I always sexy. Keep this That's honestly one of the reasons I like boots is you can put that in my boot. Yeah. Um, but this is fucking, you can just toss yeah. it No, I just want to look so at I it. So I grab my K-bar and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get my truck. I'm going to dip because whether this person is out here to kill me or not, this is so disrespectful to just show up in the middle of the night. Someone's out Yeah, what a cunt. So I get in my truck and I just turn it on. I start driving away and I look at it and I was like, man, that truck kind of looks familiar. It looks like Max's dad's <laughs> truck. And I didn't have any service where I was, so I just take off and I go up the trail a little bit and I parked behind some trees because I wanted to see like if this guy was going to follow me. And I think it took about an hour or whatever, and then the truck passed back or passed me, and I see, I was like, "That's Max's dad's oh, truck." I was shit. like, "Is that fucking Max?" <laughs> so, I like I said, I didn't have service, so I went somewhere where I had service, and I see messages from him, and it's like, "Hey, dude, I parked next to you, but you're gone." Oh, you're um, gone. <laughs> I, I, what was it? I think. Didn't even realize you were asleep. No, I was telling him because he was the only one who knew where I was. So uh -huh. I told him, like, there's a Buddy truck park system. next to me. I'm leaving. Do you tell someone when you do things like that often? Um, if I'm around here, yeah. Oh, and plenty of people have my location, too, so, like, they can yeah. watch me or whatever. But I specifically told Max where I was going to be. 
So when I saw him pass, I went back and I got service and I was like, Max, dude, I think I saw you. He goes, yeah, I came to surprise you. I go, you fucking jackass. Don't <laughs> come up to a car in the middle of nowhere and park right next to them. I was like, that's ridiculous. So he was like, yeah, I guess I wasn't thinking. And I go, it's a, it's okay, dude. But he ended up like just driving back home after that. Oh, that's funny. Um, he, He's so cool. Literally. He's the best. What? We were just at Cold Coast and he... Every uh, the listeners would will know that he was like the last most recent guest, so oh, or right. second most. It has recent. been a while since I've heard another one. You, I, I know, I know. Yeah. You know what's so funny is you, you paid me that compliment of like, oh, I, you know, I like yours because it's consistent, and I was like, yeah. well, way to make a liar out of me, but because <laughs> I, I haven't had one in a bit. But I just this is actually the second one I've done in a car. Actually, the last three have been in cars. This has been really, really? nice. Yeah, because I did a, a solo one, and then I did, um. This one with my buddy Orlando, one. which will be out uh, before by the time this one comes out, will mm-hmm. have already been released. Um, and here we are again, all Toyotas. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean, I bought this whole truck just to be able to do this. Really? Yeah, like uh, my ex, I feel bad because it was kind of her dream. But she was like, oh, check out this van lifers. Like, we should do this. And I kept like nagging her and be like you have way too much shit we could never do that <sighs> and then towards the end of the relationship it just kind of like really opened up to me like this is a possibility i could definitely do this so i started building it well i bought the truck and then i started building it i, I had my first build was like my prototype one like let's just see how it, how i like it it was too high so like you know how we're kind of sitting we have enough space like to slouch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well the other one was just above the wheel well so it's nine inches high oh you cannot sit up at all. Ouch. So when I rebuilt it, I dropped the bed over down to six inches, so it's off the wheel well. There's technically a whole little shelf right behind us. Wow. Um, that way you can get this slouch in. And I'm going to rebuild it when I get my dog, so I'm actually going to take out this bench, and it's just going to be the bed on the floor. Would you get your dog? I get a dog on June 2nd. June 2nd. You want to see this little fucker? You're getting a dog? Guess what his name is. Johnny fucking Rico. Really? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Look at that little dude. Oh. I'm so pumped. Little black? A black lab. Um, little black lab. Yeah, That's I have a so friend, nice. and she, she like um, produces litters of, of labs, and she sells them. She gives birth to dogs. She Does she have ten dogs herself? Wow, that's amazing. She actually is pregnant as well with a kid, and it's, it's her house is like a little farm. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I saw that, and you know, Sammy passed away recently, so yeah. I gave it some time, and then both me and my dad are talking about it, like we need a dog. So they actually might still get their own wiener dog, but oh, I was like, something I'm manageable ready like for a, wiener dog. a big dog. Yeah. Someone, something that I can bring around with me. So I met, or I talked to Lacey and Danny, and I was like, listen, here's what I want. The first black lab that comes out, they, I want that one. Male or female, it doesn't matter. You know, missing a fucking eyeball, I don't care. Like, I want the first one that comes out. I don't want to choose. I want it to be, like, just fate. It turns out every single dog that came out was a black lab, but they, <laughs> the first one that came out has a white patch on his chest, oh, and they're little, like, that one's yours. And that's like, beautiful. Yeah. And also, what I'm finding out is that's the best one on the litter. Like, that's everyone's favorite. I'm like, yeah, I got the cool dog. So it's I'm the, super excited to take him out in this. Like, I'm going to Colorado the beginning of June just so I can be with that dog and go fly fishing, like, one last time before oh. I come back into society and really allow myself to settle in back into Lompoc. Yeah, what's the uh, what's the transition of settling into society about? Well, I mean, you know, coronavirus happened, which yeah. sucked for everyone, no matter how you were affected. Like, yeah. it sucked. 
and then I went through a breakup and I hated my job. I mean, my job was cool, but I was just, it got so stagnant. And then they kind of forced me to go to Dallas, which I didn't, I originally didn't want to move to Dallas. I ended up liking it, but I was kind of pissed about that decision. I heard it's kind of uppity there. Um, I never really went to downtown Dallas. I was more towards Addison, like the nicer area. Yeah. But the skate parks there were fucking sick. Like my second favorite, my first favorite bowl is obviously solving. My second favorite bowl is Louisville. And connected to that whole park is a giant lake that just has all kinds of carp, which I can go. So I can go ride the bowl. And then after that, I can go catch some carp. Wow. And it's, wow. I, I fell in love with it. It was the first place I ever lived on my own. Oh, yeah, that'll um, do. That's what, see, Oceanside's the first place I lived on my own. That's why, probably why I love it. Yeah. And all the skate parks there are so beautiful. I think the only reason why I don't like Oceanside is because I just remember, like, it's known that that's where the boots go because there's nowhere else to go. And if you're walking around Oceanside, you see all the little fuckers with the backpacks on, the glasses, and <laughs> glasses and everything. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they all have spies and shit or the, the, um, the, the Oakleys. Oakleys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, they all, it's so funny though. It's just, it was easy for me not to look like that because I'm from here. So I knew, like, I just dressed like I always did, you know? So I kind of blended in, but. I was like that fit, skinny dude with the um, the high and tight, so yeah. they can still tell it was a boot. Yeah, damn, it's brutal. <sighs> I it's I know it's hard to. Oh, I got I got mistaken for. I was like, I, obviously, I need to dress better because, it would get mistaken for one all the time. Yeah, which <laughs> is actually really bad. You don't want to be a marine in those areas because everyone takes advantage of you. Like it's the storage. Th- signs and ads like oh store your stuff here long term exactly it's so or, fucking or buying a car it's oh just, yeah they oh everyone knows it, that dude. everyone um, knows the car it's bullshit. funny because every horrible financing every, uh friday before the weekend they we always have to have a brief and it's like listen when you go out there don't get fucking drunk and drive don't go out to oceanside and buy a fucking ring for your girlfriend who's gonna leave you when you when you go get deployed don't fucking buy a super nice car. Don't, uh, you know, all this yeah, shit. Yeah, no, no Camaros. And then what does every fucking boot do? Everything you're not supposed to do. That's what happens when you give a fucking 19-year-old thousands of dollars. Oh, no, no, no. For the first there, time. You, there's no money. There's no money. I think... But, but like, it, the you get paid during boot camp, and you don't get to leave... And you have all this money, and Do you then, know how much money you come out after three months of boot camp? Nine grand, eleven hundred dollars. Eleven hundred dollars because you have to pay for your own uniforms. Oh wow, and that's hilarious! You have hilarious. to pay for your own chow hall food. Uh, maybe I'm there. thinking of the Air Force. <laughs> yeah, the Air Force is probably much different. I don't know how much the pay changes, but I know that you don't get make shit as a Marine, and as an infantry Marine, you don't um, like get promoted that often. So your pay s- stays like shitty. Uh, I remember having to choose between booze or food a couple nights and I'd always go with the booze because it was just like, well, fucking whatever. I'll just wait till the morning. I'll get chow hall, which I'm already paying for. (laughs) But this Jack Daniels is going to really make me feel good tonight. That's wild. Yeah, no, I uh, was deployed to Afghanistan for seven months. And when I came back, I had $15,000, which to me was like, oh my God, $15,000. But if you think about that as if you had a normal job, $15,000 ain't shit. So I think my normal paychecks were like maybe after taxes was like around $700 every two weeks. Yep. 
And that's how you get taken advantage in Oceanside is because everyone knows that everyone in the military gets paid on the 1st and the 15th. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, come on, you can make these easy payments. This is what your paycheck. They they already have your rank yeah. and everything on the walls. They know, like, oh, you're a private. Like, this is how much you're making. Mm. Fully That's take advantage so of everyone. salty. God yeah. damn. That's the worst. How funny. I love knowing all that fucking background info. I, I want to go to Oceanside now and see what it's like as a normal person. Because I bet it's probably not that bad. I know they got Cabo, though. You been to the bar there? No. Fucking Cabo! Oh my god, was it's a it, rooftop yeah. bar right in downtown across the street from like the uh, the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. In that little bar district. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I know I know where it's at now. I, I haven't I haven't been there. I didn't go to many bars. There see, we went to this place, I think it was called Jay's or something. I don't know. It was some little hole in the wall dive bar that had karaoke in Vista. And it was just like it was like the shamrock. Oh, and like that's the kind of bar rock. like yeah me 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 and kylie are like old i at least for okay maybe i'm just speaking for myself i don't know i like i want to be in like a fucking dive bar somewhere like that is where i feel most comfortable i grew up my mom was a bartender and a stripper and like my dad would always be in bars like that and i'd go play pool with them and like just be you know the kid allowed in the bar whatever yeah. like it was very normal for me and so I, I'm very comfortable in those environments or places because it's, like, just kind of embedded a little bit. Is that someone's fucking shitty music in the car playing? Or am I hearing shit? I think it might just be them as they pass. Oh, okay. Oh, dude, I'm a douchebag when I drive on the grade. Oh, I, I fucking I rip. And I, ha- I, it's like, if I get on it, I'm playing System of Down, Comeback Kid. Who else? fucking corn sometimes like just hard shit right as i'm getting on the grade i'm like let's fucking rip this thing i think i do it in like four or five minutes that's fucking hilarious in this truck too i i have a 20 year old vehicle i can't do that with it oh god i love it <laughs> also i don't listen to music dude like I, i've been so invested in podcasts like i listen to audiobooks and podcasts and shit yeah that makes sense on I, my way here listening to uh, like a podcast about how to improve your memory yeah, outside of Joe Rogan I do, and yours and my buddy uh, Justin's, like, I don't, I never could because some of them are just so bad. And I'm They like, are. Oh, There's so many bad ones. One. It's so many bad. It, it, it really is difficult to, like, elevate a podcast or a show. And it, it's especially bad when people just want to do it because they think that's what they're supposed to do and that's what's popular. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of passion involved in that and i think that there's so much that they miss out on when they're not just like caring about the quality caring about how it comes out you know i i have some episodes that like i'm embarrassed about but there's an actual like progression you know Mm -hmm. and and i think that uh, there's so much shit out there we're just fizzles where it's just like what happened to that podcast oh yeah you guys did like 10 episodes or some shit and it just you just stopped doing it yeah the hell's the matter with you You like it was just a fad progression yeah like like there's a big curve like i'll listen to all my friends podcasts just because like you know i mean for one support support your fucking home exactly hell yeah but like i get it like they're not professionals it's like 
but you got to stick with them the whole time. You got to give, you got to help them out so that they do get that progression and they do make some good shit. But if I'm listening to some random podcast and that shit sucks after five minutes, I'm like, you go fuck yourself. Yeah. There's thousands of other ones. I'm going to go find a good one. They're not funny. They think they're funny. Yeah. <laughs> mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fucking bad sound quality. Not mine. Thanks, J-Lo. Dude, this thing is kick-ass, this whole system. Dude. I really thought you were just going to, like, I don't know, record from your phone or, like... I know, because I walked up with my phone, and I was like, hope this jackass doesn't think I'm just going to do it on my <laughs> iPhone like a fucking dork. You know how many people are like, oh, you could just record video with your iPhone. I'm like, yuck! That's ah. not going to work, and my phone can't take that. I have too many fucking ass-shaking videos you, on my phone to... Do you actually yell at them? Oh, yeah, fuck. I just got this new 13, and I was like, I want... The most gigs that I can fucking get on this. They're yeah, like 512 no. 512, and I was seriously. like... Seriously. Because I had 64 in the last one, but all the updates are just, like, filling it. Giant. Yeah, I, I, I get... I hit fucking capacity all the time on this one now. Yeah. I need... Yeah, I definitely need to get a bigger gig phone on... Bigger storage on my next phone. Just throw out your Venmo every time and see if, like, people will send you money for them. You know, that's a interesting... I've thought about doing that, especially recently, because uh, I was supposed to have this camera that I've been putting off buying because I have a couple things going wrong with the forerunner. Mm -hmm. And then like, uh, I'm paying for this storage locker that I wasn't paying for before. So there's like, that right there is like extra couple hundred dollars a month that is gone. And, uh, I fucking, I'm thinking about putting like a cash app or like putting like a Venmo or something up so people can donate just to be like, Hey, if you're enjoy the podcast, donate a couple bucks. It's going towards, uh, production equipment and that's it like mm -hmm. this is my passion and support helps support you know in whatever way and i don't know how that would be or feel like it feels weird like to me it's like no i love this i'm gonna earn every dollar i use yeah. for it myself i don't just need people to give things to you, me you, type you of thing. can do it yourself you don't want to ask for the handout but like you yeah. it would fucking help it might help. I might consider doing it. I want to put, like, a Venmo or, like, you know, the Cash App kind of, like, the QR code on the back of the truck. Like, for gas, you know? Like, as I'm on road trips, be like, hey, please help me with gas. But then I yeah. don't want people to know who I am if I'm driving, like, an asshole. <laughs> no, like, I, no, that's like, the thing you. is, like, like I don't, like, anyone knowing who I am, mm -hmm. it, like, driving. I don't like things being, like, particularly obvious or, like, be a dead giveaway. There's not a lot of stickers. There's, like, or there's no obvious things on mine like you have a lot of stickers mm -hmm. and like that like yeah now cool. I, you you'll know who i am in town yeah in town but like i don't want someone i don't want to see someone in the next town over and know who they are mm -hmm. or them know who i am because they saw me over there scares the shit out of me do you know who rio jackson is it i his spider-man car yes. is Every, I see it everywhere. Everywhere. I know exactly where he's going. <laughs> that was the first thing that popped into my head. That's why I could say that so quickly. Is like, I even though it's so fucking cool, it's he's had it forever. I think, yeah. I think. Uh, so a, you know that he's actually related yeah. to Michael Jackson. I uh -huh. think Michael Jackson bought that. For That's him what or I heard. Like that. That's what I heard. It was a gift, and it has like uh, Michael's uh, like epitaph on there or something like yeah. that. I don't know anyone famous, but I love name dropping Rio. Because, like, Rio was the homie growing up, and some of his, I want to say his cousins, like, were, uh, they lived in Angie's house. Where, like, they rented a really? room there. That's crazy. So, like, whenever people are name-dropping the celebrities, I know I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I grew up with Rio, who was really fucking cool and related to Michael Jackson. And actually, mm -hmm. like, Neverland Ranch is right around the corner and everything. Yeah. Which I thought was behind Montecito. I didn't realize it's on Happy Figaro Canyon. Figaro Mountain, Road. yeah. Yeah, it's right there. Like, we pass it every time. Max showed me. He was like... 
oh, there's Neverland Ranch. And I was like, wow, I've been telling people this crazy shit for the longest time. Is I've been not lying through my fucking teeth. Yeah. It's like, you know, do you ever have those facts that you've known for so long, but now we have the technology to <laughs> proof check it? And yeah. I'm like, I've been telling people so much shit. And I'm like, yeah, you know, because I've known this my whole life. And I look it up now. I'm like, I've been fucking wrong for so long. Tom Segura has a bit about that. Or his, dad, or his dad told him that Tommy Lee Jones was gay. And he's like, do you know Tommy Lee Jones was gay? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and and he goes, Dad, he's not gay. And his dad just goes, huh, uh, I thought he was. Mm-hmm. You, know? Was. I mean, you know how many fucking people we've told <laughs> for years? Uh, my ex took me to go see Tom Segura. We watched the recording of his Netflix one, the latest one that came out. Ball Hog? Yeah. The, at the beginning of the pandemic, yeah. it was so fucking good. God fucking pandemic. He's a titan. He is good. He's so fucking good. Like, literally changed a lot of things for me in the way. One, like, without Tom Segura, I... Segura? Sorry. Um, well, you're right. He's Hispanic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I know. He pe- he speaks perfect Spanish. Mm-hmm. Blows my mind. I can't even speak good English. My favorite thing is how monotone he is at all time, but yet he can just... You just get... You know, like... He's pretty monotone about everything, but like his facial that and and his delivery of subtlety everything is and delivery perfect. is amazing. My favorite one from him is when he's talking about how he's in the movie theater and there's a baby, and he goes out and he meets like the dude at the movie theater, and he's like, "Hey, do you know there's a baby in there?" And he's like, "Some people suck." Yeah, I live by that now. Anyone says anything to me like, "Oh, dude, you know it's like there's people in there fucking being shit." I'm like, "Some people suck." It's beautiful. Fucking Tom Segura, dude. Seriously. It, I'm so happy people like that. It, it was such an inspiration to like but. keep me going as a person. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like little things. We're just like, there's still some surprises out there. Do you ever know uh, Pablo Francisco? I, comedian? I haven't watched any, but I, I know who Pablo is. He did the best one. It was about having like an erect penis and he like... <laughs> he made this like the way he turned his body it looked like he was a penis and the way he explained about oh like had the curve like his upwards. eyes he was blinking like he was a dick and like talk, like scream like Ay! it was just fuck it's been over 10 years since I've listened to that one but Jesus. it was so fucking good <laughs> he was real good with different voices and everything too god I uh I need to get this stand up career off the fucking ground do it career i hate saying career it makes me want to throw up because um, i know how long it takes and it's really not that easy to fucking achieve but yeah and every comedian's like really depressed on the inside yeah a lot of them are but like there's i was like oh i got that sham. covered huh there's a comedy show at the sham yeah they're gonna they're, yeah i'm gonna uh see if i can get hop on that if i ever was to do it i would i only have one one story I know that I can just deliver perfectly, and it's about the first time I ever got my asshole licked by a, <laughs> by a hooker in Japan. Dude, I fucking love that story. It's I one of the greatest stories. Do you want to tell it right her. here? Well, you don't have no, to. No, that's a, that's a good one to tell in person because yeah. it's hard to explain the bucket where they had to sit on where, my ball, <laughs> where like, my balls are dangling yeah. in between, where yeah. she did the credit card swipe to test me. And the way she looked at me, oh, my God, I fucking loved her so much. She was like 60 years old. Really? And wow. she just had this that energy. Made, that made it hotter for some reason. Dude, she was like, okay, I can find attraction in any woman because I am the horniest piece of shit there ever was. Oh, good. I thought it was just me. Oh, no. You know how many, I mean, you know how many times Kylie's like, I, do you think any, are you just attracted to anything or anyone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. 
But like, I so have to like, hate you personally to not be attracted. <laughs> exactly, to you. and that's what it is. Physically, she probably wasn't we have the, to be the real- best looking lady, but she was a naked hooker in front of me, and and she's just the way her her energy, the way she was smiling and Confident. making sure I was having a great time. I paid wow. eighty bucks, American, and she made me feel like I was the best person on this fucking planet. Wow. I absolutely hate strippers. I absolutely love hookers. Except for in Vegas, because they fucking scam. Oh. So hard. Long story short, paid $550 for a hand job that I didn't even want in the first place. Fuck that. I could do that myself for $5. (laughs) And it goes right back in my own pocket. Exactly. (laughs) Go, oh, $5. Thank you, Dallas. Here we go. The best part about that is that she also took her top off and she had fake boobs. She's like, you touch them if you want. And I think I remember, I was like, no, I'm good. Like, you can just keep going. Damn, that's but horrible. The hooker in Japan, though, Mama-san, oh, my God. She just was, like, dancing around in this giant shower we're in, like, massaging me and cleaning me. Because that's what it is. It's it's yeah. basically a shower with, like, a sucking fuck. And, I mean, a little lick of the lick of the rim, you know what I'm saying? What's it called? A soapy? A soapy, yeah. Wow. And basically what it is, so, okay, I will tell the story. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm with this fucking dude, and everyone knows about soapies, and if you're a Marine or you know Marines, you know that we fucking absolutely love hookers. So it's a quick little jog right outside the base. You go straight down. It was called Golden Something. Oh, no, that was a different one. So the <laughs> one I went to, you take a train, or no, you take a bus to the next camp, and then from there you take a taxi out into Naha which is in Okinawa. And from there, you get a local taxi. So, like, this dude does not speak English. I don't speak Japanese. But I get in the back, and I go, Soapy? And he looks back at me, and he fucking smiles. He goes, Soapy. (laughs) He knew where to take me. (laughs) So he's taking me to the sketchiest little alleyways that I've ever seen in my life. And this is even in broad daylight. Like, I'm scared. There's security guards outside of all these places, so you can tell they're all like little brothels. And we little, get to little this, Yakuza. yeah, the one that he takes me to. There's little Mama San outside. This old, old lady, and she's just doing laundry. She's, they're all like out there on like a wire, you know. She's drying clothes mm-hmm. and everything. She sees us pull up. She goes, "Oh, come on in." Well, she she waved. She mentioned it or she waved it, mm-hmm. you know, like motioned us in. And uh, first mistake, swiped my credit card in there. <sighs> that never came back to buy my ass that I know of. But, so I paid for mine, and then my buddy that took me there, he was a real piece of shit. Later on, he ended up, like, going to prison for, like, having child porn and shit like that. I did not know this at the time, and fuck that dude. Because <laughs> he didn't bring money, and I paid oh, for it, and he never paid shit. me back for that either. He recently got out of prison and tried to reconnect, and, like, to all of us, and all of us don't fucking they don't we don't fuck with them like that's disgusting you don't fuck with kids so back to not fucking with kids we're fucking with hookers now that's right so she motions us in and i go in this little room a waiting room and there's a movie playing it's a porn and it's like this japanese lady shoving a corona bottle up her pussy wow and you can see through the bottle so i don't know if you've ever seen inside a vagina like it's uh, it was wild. Not in daylight. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's a clear bottle, and you can see right through it, and That's it was amazing. amazing. So he goes in first, and after about five minutes of waiting, then they call me in. And this lady immediately like grabs me by the hand, pulls me in. She's like dancing away back. I'm loving it. I'm like, this is sick. So my th- thought process was anything could happen in this room if there's anything that happens I'm embarrassed about. I don't ever have to tell anyone. It's just me and her in here. 
Well, I tell everyone the story now because I had the best fucking time. I've known it. For, I've known it for yeah. I feel like ten years. So she's, <laughs> she strips me down, um, and like I said, the whole time she's like dancing. There's not music playing or anything, but she's just like in this great mood. So it gets me in this great mood. Strips me down, pulls me into the next room, and the next room is basically a giant shower. There's an air mattress on the floor, and there's a like a jacuzzi on one side, and there's a shower head like on the big wall, and a bucket in front of it. So she motions for me to go sit down on this bucket, and the important part is there's a gap in the middle of the bucket where like when I sit down butt naked, my balls are kind of just like hanging there, but like you can fit your arm in this gap. Mm-hmm. So she's washing me up, getting me squeaky clean. And I'm not saying I don't shower myself right, but let me tell you, when you get a soapy shower, it's, like, amazing how clean she gets you. But so I'm sitting on the bucket, and she reaches underneath and kind of just does a little credit card swipe and then looks at me, like, smiling, like, seeing how I'm reacting to it. And I was like, Testing the waters. That wasn't that bad. So then she gets in there. She cleans my whole ass out and everything. I'm like, this is... This is this feels actually good, um, and I'd never done any ass play before this, so like this was a total shock to me. But like it felt nice. So then I'm learning something about myself. <laughs> but so after the shower, we go into the jacuzzi, and uh, she's kind of massaging me, and she's like giving me a little bit of head every now and then in the jacuzzi. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's great. And like I said, still dancing and smiling. She's talking to me in Japanese. I'm like, I have no idea what you're saying, but like, I fucking like you a lot. Like, <laughs> this is a great experience. So that lasts a little bit in there, and then she brings me over to the air mattress. And she just puts all this lube all over the air mattress and then layers me up in this lube. And then, oh, I think she layered herself up, too. And, and Wow. For all the listeners who are getting rock hard, she was naked the whole time, too. And just, she, she wasn't unattractive, just, but she's older. Yeah. You can tell, you know. she's She probably had some kids, but just her vibe was so sexy that that's, what was, that's where the attraction was to her. Yeah. So she lays me down, starts to massage. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm stomach down on this air mattress. She's massaging my back. She's getting lower. She's massaging my legs now. And then she goes higher up from the legs. And she gets around my ass. And she's massaging my cheeks. And then she reaches underneath and starts giving me a hand job. And kind of gets me in like a cow. What, or what's it called? Um, doggy style? Yeah, kind of like a doggy style. She just, she braces my hips up a little bit. Uh-huh. And then I feel her tongue all around my asshole. And it was like catching a fish for the very first time or catching your first wave I was like this is what I'm doing for the rest of my <laughs> life <dude." laughs> I was like this is the shit so you know like the the term I guess would be a rusty, rusty trombone, trombone. <laughs> there's nothing rusty about that oh, baby yeah, that she was cleaned it. fresh wow and it was oh my god! I think like I even pushed my ass more into her face. Like oh, I was just like, like this a is good girl. Wow! She flips me over and then puts a condom on and has sex with me, and and then that was the end of it. But I was changed forever. I mean, every other soapy I went, like I was just hoping they would do that, and oh, you! I didn't even even think <laughs> that there was more than one time. Oh, there was oh plenty my of times. god! I mean, whatever oh I could my afford. god, dude! Um, like I had one boot, and he literally got hooked on him. Like 
oh, his entire yeah. paychecks on his deployment to Japan were spent on hookers. A hundred percent. Yes. Like, he, what, like first that, and that's 15. That's what happened to me boom. if I went. There's no doubt about it. If I was in that situation. Oh, man. Because that's like, like people. I don't need to bash people, but like. Go get your asshole. That's what you pay for. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that's the best part. It was eighty bucks, and that wasn't like. I spent, okay, I spent think, eighty think bucks it, on stupid like Mexican shit. food. Okay, you want to get Mexican food from a place that has fucking roaches on the floor, has holes like gunshots in the windows. No English. No fucking English. You have to shit as soon as you're done eating the food. You don't want to go to Taco Bell because Taco Bell's fucking right there, and it's. It's just not, it's not Mexican food. You know what I mean? No, it's not. If you go to the little brothels that are right outside of the base, you're going to Taco Bell. You don't want to go to Taco Bell, dog. You want to go to fucking La Mexicana <laughs> in the middle of fucking nowhere. So that's where I was, that's where I ended up going. But the ones right outside, like, they would just give you, like, a little bit of head and wash you up and massage you a little bit. But the massages weren't even good. Um... I went to one. Oh, the saddest one I went to was in Australia. Oh fuck! Yeah, <laughs> I, this I got. <laughs> I knew it was a brothel because there was a line of fucking and it's sailors right outside. Legal there too. It's, it's completely legal. Oh, God bless Australia. Um, by the time I got in there, this is like around probably midnight. I'm fucking hammered at the bar down the street because the bar is down the and street. And you can from drink it. in public out in the I, open there. I don't remember if we could or not, but I remember, like, I mean, we were just chilling at the bar because $2 got you a pitcher. Fuck. And in Australia, $2 is a coin. So when we get our change back, all of us just had these pockets full of coins. Oh, my God. So what we ended up doing was <laughs> gathering them all up at the bar, and we just had stacks of these coins, and we were like, pitchers. We probably had, like, 30 pitchers on this big-ass table around. Everyone Jesus. just had their own pitcher. Hell yeah. If, we, if people threw up, they threw up into empty pitchers and just left it there next to all the beer and everything. But so we're hammered, and I remembered where the brothel was, and I go out there, and <sighs> I felt bad because I didn't realize it. Like, I didn't think about it. I was just drunk. I was like, I'm going to go have sex with a hooker. She must have gone through the entire ship because I'm in there, and she goes, are you going to stop now? And I was like, uh, I'm fucking drunk. I don't think I could finish. Oh, yeah. And I kind of eventually, that's I was a, just like, I guess I'm thing. done. She was miserable, oh, and I was like, no. I kind I felt pretty bad. But I mean, right after that, I just went back to the bar and <laughs> just kept drinking. <laughs> so, um, That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was. What a what a fucking world that we live in. Damn, I, I, that's I feel horrible for. I didn't even think about getting the whole ship. The poor, whole poor dude, pussy. There was like forty dudes lined up, and I think there were three girls working that night. Damn, that's a hard shift. I used to complain about like a long line at Starbucks when I worked there, but <laughs> I never, I never had. To. They're not shoving the coffee in your ass. You know what I, mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, at least they put a condom on, I suppose. Oh yeah, they do because it starts off with like you get head, but with a condom on, I'm like, that's really not doing it. It's like I can do that myself. <laughs> well, too. it's just it's uncomfortable. Like it doesn't feel good I've at never, all. I don't think I've ever had a hand, uh, blow job with a condom on. Oh, well, I have. I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I wouldn't pay for it again. Yeah, no. Uh, but it makes sense, you know, because obviously, like, none of us. I I don't have any STDs, so I didn't get anything from any of the hookers I had sex with, which was yeah, really which makes sense. Like three or four, Condoms. really. But the rest of the hookers just gave head or hand jobs, and still good enough for a little twenty-year-old. 
fucking A. Dude, 20, 20, 20. Jesus, I'm too horny. All I my blood's in my cock. I can't even fucking at that think. Point. But in other countries, you have to be 18 to drink, so that's why we're getting all fucking hammered. Oh, yeah. I I, I figured. You know, <sighs> yeah, I knew Australia is 18, and then. I miss hookers. <laughs> is there. There's not even a place like in America other than Nevada where it's. So, <laughs> so okay, because I know what they look like. I was driving around Houston, and like I said back in the day, I was always drunk, and I did a fuck ton of cocaine. So, this night, you know, I got off of work, and I was all coked up and hammered, and I was driving a Jack in the Box, and I looked across the street, and I was like, "Why is there a fucking security guard in front of this massage place that's open at three a.m.?" And I was like, "I know exactly what that is." <laughs> So I got my jack-in-the-box, and I went home, and I probably had more coke there, so I was like, let's fucking do it. And then, you know, when you get enough in you, I mean, I don't know if you know, but, like, coke just makes you fucking wild. So I'm like, I'm going to go check out what this fucking spot is about. You know, not using any of my, like, internal things that are telling me, like, no don't instincts. go to this sketchy yeah. fucking area. I was like, I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> So I drive up, security guard sees me, he's like, go on in. The fucking, there's a gate and the door and everything, like, no, barred up. So I get in there, and sure as shit, like, they pulled me in the back, and they gave me the worst massage I ever had, and then she pulled my dick out and started giving me a hand job. And I remember just being, like, like, she looked miserable. Like, she's like, I was like, um, can you, like, take your shirt off so it can help me or anything? And she goes in the hallway, and I hear her talking to, like, the boss. They're, like, screaming, and I don't know what the language was, but it was it was Asian. And she comes back in and goes, okay, takes the top off. And they kept giving me a hand job, and that <laughs> eventually, like, I mean, I wasn't going to finish from that. Because she just looked so, like, she hated her life, and I was like, this yeah, uh, isn't... A chick with a uh, I hate my life facial expression, worst massage I've ever gotten, and a hand job. I'll just date my high school girlfriend, oh, you fucking... Brutal. She just got fucking red. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um... It, oh, I didn't know this was 8th and ninth grade all over again. Yeah. Jeez. And, you know, like, I mean, I get it. It's a shitty job, but, like, the lady in Naha loved it. And yeah, I why can't they all be... See, you, you got the fucking... You got the drug dealer experience. If Where I they ever, give you the pure shit first, you yeah. come and and you only have crap. And that was my on first one exactly. from the, the rest of the time. Oh, wow. If I go back to Naha, I will try and find her. I, I was gonna say, I, I, like, now, I, I want her back. Oh, that's beautiful. I was like, I really, I part of me was like, I hope you can go back to Japan and I'll fucking marry her and bring her back here. Oh, that's beautiful. She can just lick my ass for the rest of my life. You just have to pay her eighty dollars every day. <laughs> I had a, I've had a couple girls do it after, and like. It's fun because I let him know I like it first. Yeah. Because I don't know, like if you tell someone, like a dude, I mean, when I tell other guys, I'm like, I like it my asshole looked. And like, that's disgusting. That's gay as fuck. I'm like, there's nothing gay about a girl. Oh, there's nothing gay about a girl's, a girl's tongue looking all over. Ass. I was like, it's amazing. I was like, you know how, like, if you've ever made a girl, like, really orgasm, it's like, that looks intense. Like, how do I get that? It's in your ass. Tom Segura. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, so I end up telling a couple girls and like I've gone on all fours like doggy style and have them back there. I've had a couple of times like I'm it's like missionary. I'm oh the missionary God, one. I pull legs my legs up. back and everything. 
Oh, I loved it. Good for you, man. I've never. Now I obviously no, I, I never, shower before and like I shave yeah. and everything because I um, oh, yeah, I don't want to make that a shave. bad experience I, I at all for them. Asshole! I can't even. That it's a that conversation's a far cry from happening for me. Do you remember Andrew Lazoya? Fuck! What the see fuck kind of question is that? <laughs> Do you see his ass? Is the, his hairy ass? He has the hairiest ass I've ever seen. I think we used to pull our asses out and compare to yeah. see whose was hairier. His was always hairier. I know, that's wild. Because he doesn't look like he has hair. Because he was a swimmer. So he didn't have all that hair forever. So it's I like was used to seeing him. He shaved it his body and taped it to his ass. <laughs> that was fucking hairy. <laughs> I fucking, I started shaving my uh, like whole chest recently and like my stomach and everything. And I look p- back at pictures of me with fucking torso hair and it just looks disgusting. And I'm so much happier now that I like shaved it. I can't really grow hair anywhere in my body. Like it's it's just this shitty patchy stuff. I don't know if you ever seen Gizgaz shirtless, but like, he does not <laughs> I have try hair I try to forget anywhere. it. Oh wait, what? Yeah, Gizgaz doesn't have no, I'm any. No, lying hair. then. I could only imagine him with fucking arm hair. Oh, his kidding? arm hair and his hand hair. Did yeah. you see the picture I put up? Yeah. Hairy as fuck. I am not excited. The iPhone to thirteen look like fucking that. kicks. Oh yeah, dude, it's the portrait mode. I got in there, but I had. I thought for sure it was. One, I, oh, I was gonna say I thought for sure it was one of one of your fucking like cannons or something. No, it was the thirteen. I used the portrait mode, and then I used Darkroom to edit everything right after. Just what's to, like, what's get Darkroom? It to pop. It's just an editing app. I mean, you can literally use just the iPhone. Like if you pull up a picture and you hit edit, yeah, you can edit it that way. But I'm just so accustomed to Darkroom that oh, I okay. stick to that one. Gotcha. I use Darkroom to edit a picture's like colors and everything, and then I use one called Photo Leap if I want to Photoshop like a dick in someone's hand. Which <laughs> Photo Leap? Yes. Okay. Like I can. I don't know if you ever seen a picture where I get it to like you only see one. Like there's a picture of me with my truck, and the only thing you can see yeah. the color of is is Patrick's yeah. star right there. Yeah. I can use it to Photoshop stuff like that, oh, but I can cool. also sometimes I'll take a picture, and like there's a picture of my ex that I took, and there's a a Coke can floating in the river and it was a beautiful picture of her, but the Coke can fucked the whole thing up. So I just Photoshopped it out. Like I just added more water on top of it and everything. Okay. So I use all those things to edit all my stuff. I I need to find this fucking app right now. Just because if I don't don't download it, I'll forget about it and I won't listen. When you open it, it's going to tell you that you need to pay for it. You don't. I I know. I know that. I know the the gig fuckers. Yeah. Cause I have so many photo editing apps from, uh, this, podcast bullshit it mm-hmm. helps me make the uh little promo photos little little title cards and everything yeah um and so it totally co- it comes through clutch having them but i did Some end up basically fucking... like in this group chat i'm in i just photoshopped dicks into everyone's hands it's or like we're in the same group chat i <laughs> exactly. swear to god it's just like oh gnarly like gore like shooting videos and then like dicks in every all your friends yeah. hands it's it, it it was such a dark group chat. It's gotten a little less dark now. Like in well, fact, that's probably a good thing. People, I might, think it maybe is if good. They've redeveloped like some like growing. good human, but emotions. But and, like you know, like I said, the New Zealand shooting when it happened, like we had all the videos saved on that group chat, watching it, like analyzing everything, like holy fuck. But now it's like I make one little dark joke in it, and we're kind of like, and I'm like, you guys forgot where we came from, right? I hate that. I hate that I have to be the one who breaks the fucking hymen every mm-hmm. time. What is that about? So silly. Uh, to be fair, like things like with gore and like graphic like videos, I, I like a warning. 
all I was like, let me accept that I'm about to watch this instead of just come upon it. Because there's this, there's a couple of videos that like stand out in my mind that really kind of like I was like, oh, that's not going anywhere. That's mm-hmm. that's traumatized me forever. I got real lost after you said Hyman because then I started thinking about like all the times I've actually like popped someone's virginity and I never remember being any of the experience that I was told like when you rip the hymen there's going to be blood everywhere and then they're going to be screaming and in pain it was never in fact I yeah I heard that that's kind of virginity. I think two or three people's virginity and I didn't even fucking know that I did I don't think it's really it really happens like that it I think it's a myth. I think Tumblr years ago told Ooh, me that, it, that it, it's a that it doesn't. It's not real. <laughs> I, were we talking about Tumblr last night, dude? I don't know what the fuck we were talking about we're last talking night. About I was butts so and how every Instagram, every single person should have a picture of their ass on. Oh Instagram. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I used to post full nudes on Instagram. Me too. Or, I mean, on Tumblr. Oh well, I I never posted any full nudes of myself. But there was a collage one time of like me having sex with people. Oh, that sounds awesome. Why didn't I follow you on fucking I used to use Tumblr, Tumblr like as a dating app because everyone on there was so open about their sexuality. Yeah, they were. So it, it was, was like awesome. If you were out and open and you you know, I would meet someone on like Plenty of Fish or Tinder and then we start talking and I'm Plenty like, Oh, do you have a Tumblr? And like, yeah. And I'm like, We're definitely fucking tonight then. Yeah. That's and, so funny. Yeah, and most of them I'd be like, Do you mind like if we take pictures or like videos so we can put it on Tumblr's later? And like, absolutely. They're like, that's exactly what that's I exactly, mean. Yeah. Hashtag I know me. there's so many people that would take photos and I'm like, how do you get that? You I just think ask. that's why I no, but that's not what I'm saying. I think it's like how do you get to that level? Oh yeah. Because, like I think that's why I, I think Tumblr got its hooks in me from Tumblr was such, the icebreaker. Yeah, like yeah, like it got my the fucking hooks in me so young. Like I just always would be taking photos of like sexual shit. That's why like my Instagram's like fucking. Do you? I was telling Kyla oh. that last night. I was like, ah, she introduced herself to me. And I was like, yeah, I kind of know you. I was like, I always like see your ass on Dallas's <laughs> like Instagram and. I, and, like, I want to follow you because you seem like a cool person, but I think it's weird because the only time I ever see you is when it's your ass. And she was like, <laughs> you could totally fucking follow me. It's t- it's a compliment that you like seeing my ass. And I was like, I figured because you guys are real open about that shit. Like, so. Yeah, and it is. Her, and she, she mentioned something about it, too. She was like, it's so much cooler when someone's just honest about it. Yeah. It, it, it's you can tell so, it's so much less weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like, I mean, I hope so. I have a whole highlight on my Instagram that's just like half naked naked photos and shit yeah i i remember noticing that you guys were perfect for each other when um i I showed you the naked picture of me and like on montana and she was like oh you have you have a tattoo on your side i was like yeah it's rise against lyrics and she goes oh i didn't know you were gay (laughs) (laughs) and i was like oh it it just like what like I don't even know where she pulled that out of. Hilarious. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's my girl. It was perfect. Yeah, I have a whole fucking highlight called male gaze, and the entire thing is just... Is it your ass? It, oh. No, it's her. Oh, male gaze. Oh, I thought yeah, it was gaze, like G-A-Y-S. It's just, it's just nothing but... I was going to fucking buffer when I'm trying to show you. Oh, God. Just video. It buffered at the right spot. Just, Look at her just for like squatting years. away. Yeah, right. Kylie, if you're listening, that ass is fantastic. <laughs> She doesn't listen to my <laughs> podcast. Just, just little dumb shit. Oh, just a whole lot of butt squeeze. Yeah, I would the try with there. some of my girlfriends. I'd be like, can I put this picture up? Because, like, I would take, you yeah. know. like Sexy I mean, I'm photos. into photography, so if I could, I'm going to take 
pictures of them naked and I'm yeah. like, dude, this is like a really fucking good one. Can I put it on my Tumblr or something? And they're like, no, everyone's going to know it's me because we're together. And I'm like, uh, yeah, that makes that. sense. I heard that before. But like at the same time, I mean, it's nice. <laughs> like you it's should like show every, it up. But now people are getting paid for doing that. Like people have whole pages where I, they just get money for p- posting nude selfies. Here we go right now because I totally forgot I needed to do this. Where's my fucking apps at? I need to sign into your... your uh, OnlyFans is an app, right? I think so. Oh, my God. This phone is still so new. I have to sign into everything every time I log into it. Is it? Is um... I was having a, I was talking about OnlyFans or something recently, and I could have swore it was an app. But it is. It says OFTV. What's that? Is that it right there? Uh, I don't know. I haven't used OnlyFans in a while, so I don't think so. Maybe it's a website. Um, I really want to start one because. Oh, we were talking about this last night. To, yeah, that's right. To pay for my gas while I'm on trips. Like, oh I'll fuck like, yeah, dude! You pay ten bucks a month just to see me naked in the trees. You know, um, there you I can go. take some pretty good nudes when I want to. Yeah. So I think it'll be slightly worth it. I just don't like my body, so it's hard for me to like. I put that's kind of where I feel. Where I'm like, yeah. I have self esteem issues. I don't think I can just post. Uh, f- I expect to get paid for mm-hmm. posting photos of my fucking self. And every girl I've ever really like slept with or, or my exes, they're like, you you shouldn't worry about it. like you're still so sexy. And I'm like, yeah, I appreciate that, but like, yeah, you got. I look at I have appeal, to dude. I have to look at myself in the mirror, and I fucking hate this. Well, you know what. That's one of the best pieces of information you have, though. Yeah. I, every time I look in my mirror, I'm looking for things that I want to improve on and things that I like. So I see the things that I like, and I am I try to recognize what I'm doing to keep those things that way. And I see things I don't like, and I want to, I want to do things that I can incorporate that are going to change those for the better. Mm-hmm. I don't like my love handles. No matter what I, I do, I always handle. have love handles. Doesn't matter how much weight I lose, it seems like I always have love handles. But when I was on the, like the strict carnivore diet, love handles went away, and I was like, "Fuck." Is that like almost keto? Yeah, it is almost keto. Okay. Um, I the, the I do like a like an animal based diet. I'm a meatitarian. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. And it the great thing about it is you get a lot less sugar because you're not having carbs mm-hmm. hardly ever. And the sugar you do get, like I have honey and fruit all the time. Ooh, so it's honey. It's, so it's naturally occurring sugar instead of this processed shit that is jamming up your fucking uh, insulin sensitivity. And it's just, it just did it, just great results. I really am a huge proponent of it. And it sucks because I fucking, I know I'm like a broken record at this point and all the people listening are like, oh my fucking God, he's talking about this shit again. Uh, <laughs> but like, there's- You're passionate about it. Yeah, I'm passionate about it. It works and I have like real life results and I uh, fucking actually look into this shit. And I, I'm convinced. I found my own proof in my own exper- self-experiment. And like another thing is, uh, I have a lot of friends that are, unfortunately vegan and they suffer from bad health and they don't even realize that we can all see it they ha- they are out of shape they are overweight they are skinny fat they have 
horrible anxiety. They have mental illnesses. They have depression. They have all of these things that is just being compounded by something as simple as what their gut biome's telling them, by what they're putting in their body. Food wise, get to eat chicken, dog, and chicken is the fucking best. <laughs> <laughs> like that's why they. Dude, I got a steak on the counter waiting for me at home. I'm fucking so excited tonight to rip into that. When I go camp, my breakfast is steak and eggs. Oh, th- there's nothing better. Mm-hmm. I don't want anything but steak and eggs mm-hmm. for breakfast, lunch, and dinner all the time. It's so good. That's not true. I love burger. I never... Che- cheese. Like, just flying Dutchman from In-N-Out. Ooh. That's my fucking go-to. That's my shit. I used to only eat that. I was eating that so much uh, last January, which is like carnivore month or whatever dumb shit that is. And... It is, I never got sick of it. So, yeah, I, I never really learned how to cook a steak, which I know kind of sounds crazy, but what I do is I get the thin cut ribeyes. Yeah. And it's easy. Just throw it in a pan, and it doesn't take that long to cook it, and I don't really fuck it up. And if I do fuck it up, I'm by myself, so I'm just learning. Like, I'm, I'm teaching myself how to make it better. But I love it no matter what. And like, you get that steak, you get those two eggs on there, <sighs> and then I have, like, my little, uh, the little cuties. Yeah, the halos. Yeah, that's fucking... perfect. Perfect meal and right then, there. And I mean, I'm a huge fan of milk. Like, I grew up hard on milk. Hey, you know what? So I just drink. Cold that's so milk true. Milk. I remember watching your brother We'd have four gallons dr- of milk in the fridge at yeah. all times. Yeah, dude. Fuck, I, I right watching him four. drink it as like a teenager. Drink gallon of milk th- with his like wrist straight up in the air and I was like my wrists don't even do that how do you do that <laughs> like like just drinking milk and you could see like the fucking veins and muscles from BMX in his arms and I was just like what the fuck am I doing wrong like it never <laughs> occurred to me yeah you know we I love milk and like I'll have it with everything that I eat it doesn't matter milk and I think we started drinking it so much cuz you know there was that whole lie that was like it helps build strong bones and let me tell you when I broke my fucking collarbone, I was furious. Like, he we felt drink betrayed. four gallons of milk a week. Why is my bone break? Well, I mean, that besides, like, falling from really high onto my face and my collarbone, obviously that's going to break it. <laughs> but, like, I was pissed. And then I started breaking my fingers and toes. Like, what the hell? And then, the you know, the fat came out where it's like it does not help at all with your bones. And I was like, well, well that's, that's just not true. fucking fresh. Vitamin D is absolutely oh, essential. So it does. See, you just you just had flexible bones and you were meeting the end of their elasticity because you were young. So they're coming into their own. They're finally having rigidity and you're finding their breaking points. Tommy Lee Jones is gay. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's one of those things that I just never <laughs> checked. Yeah, I just, you know, I just never checked. <laughs> That's so fucking but, uh, good. Yeah, though. I hope like I, I die with milk in my hands, man. I, I switched to raw milk. Amazing. It's a little more expensive. So fucking good. It doesn't have that dumb farty smell that everyone grosses out about milk over. You mean like I when totally it gets rotten? Get, no. Well, that's the funny thing is because the process that uh, our regular milk goes through, like our regular, oh, like the hom- make it homogenous longer. and then uh, what else is it? Um, there's another word I'm, I can't think of because I'm all talked out here. But um, it makes it so even though it is rotten and bad, won't make you sick. You can still drink it. My body doesn't get the choice to be sick or lactose intolerant. It's built on milk. Totally. Like, I feel so bad when 
I have friends come over and like, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll guess I'll have like cheese on my burger, but I'm gonna shit later. And I'm like, what kind of fucking the weak <laughs> system do you have where a slice of American <laughs> cheese fucks you up? You know how much exposure therapy those people need. Mm-hmm. They're saying like our bodies aren't adapted to 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 withstand milk. I'm like, nah, you just don't drink enough it, milk. Bitch. Like, fucking drink well, four well, gallons here, of milk a week, and I, you're gonna here's what you're gonna here, be fine. here's what they're talking about is the lactose. Yeah. That's Which in that, the lactase. It's it's the sugar in milk. It's, it comes from the process that we put our milk through. Okay. And raw milk doesn't go through this, so it doesn't hurt our stomachs, and it's delicious. And it doesn't. It's not all farty and like weird. And they they don't heat it. Mm-hmm. That's where it, like you get this strange smell from like milk gallons and like all those Starbucks drinks that are, which are just made from nothing but that milk. Also, those uh, dairy alternative milks are way worse for you. I don't even want to fucking hear it. That shit is garbage in a. I read somewhere container. that like, just being a vegetarian or vegan is not actually containable or sustainable sustainable for the planet Um, no absolutely like you can't do it unless you live in a big city like if you were to try and do that in the real world like you'd you couldn't it's not happening which i hope that one day like civilization society and uh human genomes and everything arrive at a place where we can eat whatever the fuck we want Mm -hmm. and it literally transforms it into the nutrients we need so people can be vegan and then they don't have to kill animals and then that like that sounds really magical but it's a fucking fairy tale in this day and age and i hate people subscribing to it and then trying to talk to me that's the part like it's like we're not gonna have a respectful conversation because you believe stuff that is so looney tunes like i i'm gonna be sitting there with like a chip on my shoulder i'm like okay like everything i say is gonna be like "Mm -hmm." like i'm like you know and i it shouldn't matter i don't care that people eat differently but I do care when I fucking have these strange, creepy, slothy, pale, gelatinous, out of shape people try to fucking posture and talk down to me and try to act like it's like you don't do anything good for yourself in this world. And you're trying to hide behind some sort of strange moral superiority for some animals you don't even interface with. Mm-hmm. You know who actually fucking has like the most animal exposure? People end up actually farming these animals and yeah. harvesting them and using them they i think they just have so much more respect and actual uh dignity when it comes to animals and even though they are killing them there's such a better humane dude we all way. die in the end anyways yeah so thanks for annoying me with your dumb oat milk this whole time guys same thing should we just show them like the nature is metal thing whenever someone brings it up and be like check out this fucking deer getting mauled yeah. It would have been so nice if we just shot in the head and ate it, but instead it's sitting there with its guts ripped out and getting eaten by this fucking There's lion. no easy death in the wild no. unless you're hunted. No, there isn't. You're either starving to death, being killed by something, dying of disease, or freezing to death. There is no fucking or drowning. There's or maybe dying in fire. Like everything is violence. Like like being a wild animal is wild, beginning to end. And sometimes there's a very brief time between that beginning and end. But if you have some nice rack on you and a hunter comes through with a fucking uh, 308 and puts one in your chest. Perfectly. 
you're not even going to realize what hit you yeah. before you slip into unconsciousness from mm-hmm. blood loss and you're gone. And then they they mount you and honor you and put you on the wall and tell stories about you and feed their families with you. It is such an insane, beautiful, crazy process. I need to go home and watch Meat Eater, man. Yeah. And, and like, <laughs> like, I totally agree with all that. And I'm not saying that just because animals like that's how I want to go out. Please like put a fucking bullet in my head. I don't want to go out by cancer. I don't want to go out by getting hit by a fucking drunk driver. Like, there's enough my people that done, will will go out that way. I'll be like, you know, it's it's not like uh, everyone just fucking kill myself. It's like no, I want it to be a pain, humane, or yeah, like a like Assisted a painless suicide. one. Like, just put a bullet in my head, and you know, I'll say bye to everyone. I'm like, all right, it's it's been real. It's been fun. You know, the comedian Doug Stanhope. I do not. Okay. Well, he's uh, one of the, like, most underrated, greatest of all time comedians. He's, like, your favorite comedian's favorite comedian's okay. favorite comedian. Like, he's, like you know, like, yeah. like the backbone of just underground greatness. He did that with his mom. She overdosed on pills, and they partied with her till she died. So she could go out. (laughs) That'd be so sick. (laughs) And there's an, he wrote an entire book about what brought him into this world to the end of her life. And it's called, I think it's called uh, digging up mother. And Mm -hmm. it's basically just like the whole backstory of her life and his life and uh, interacting with her and then find that final demise. And it is so beautiful and it's so amazing. And like, they were literally just like, she just took all these pills that she had that she was prescribed and said goodbye yeah. and partied with him like and his <clears throat> wife in like their home i really wish suicide in a non-depressing way was acceptable i mean it is there's it's assisted like, suicides lived, in well, medical environments now. The United States, right? no no they have it legal in california montana and oregon and there's all these places oh that God. have tommy lee jones human- is gay you know what I mean? You just didn't even chat. You didn't, <laughs> you just didn't even know. look. You didn't even look. Anytime you have a thought, just, just fucking Google well, that's, that's it. That's what I do Jeeves. now. All the thoughts I have are all from, like, before technology. Oh, so, you're old, huh? I'm 30. Oh, you're not older. I'm 27. I'm not that much older. I'm fucking like, knocking on 30's but door. But now that I have my phone, it's so great. It's like, you want to have an argument with me? Hold on. Google. And then I, I don't go for the first one. I kind of scroll down a little bit to find some, like, actual facts. Yeah, so they can't the look it up ones. and go, you just picked the bullshit one. Yeah, but you got to find, like, the one that's embedded a little. Here. If you had to choose your way to go out of this world, what would it be? Um, The way I would go out of this world? Um, Let's see. Uh, I kind of I kind of want to, like, find out what being in space is like. Have you watched Space Force? On Netflix. I tried. It's not really my thing. Okay. Um, so that is a very great depiction of the military in a comedy form, especially depicting PTSD. Because if you pay attention to how Steve Carell is, he's actually like, he used to be a POW in, uh, wasn't it, in Bosnia? He, wow. he crashed or whatever, but he had to like evade capture for a long fucking time. Well, anyways, in the whole, the whole show, he's dealing with extreme PTSD, but it's shown in these forms of comedy that i think only people with ptsd can catch but now that you know if you watch it you'll you'll catch on like have you heard of vet tv oh my god i met donnie o'malley oh, I, really? oh, I wanted to suck his dick dude I oh was my like, god that's so you're cool. my fucking hero i i keep forgetting to uh get a subscription yeah, to that so shit. fun fact about donnie o'malley he 
when I was leaving Afghanistan, we you don't just leave. Like, you don't just leave an area. There's Someone's going to come and replace you. So as the helicopters came in and landed, 2-5 was coming off. 2-5 was the other unit. I was 2-4, they were 2-5. Yeah, the 5th Marines. The guys who were coming off, Donnie O'Malley was lieutenant at the time. He was one of them, and then I got onto the helicopter and left. I'm I didn't sorry, 2nd Marines, 5th Battalion? Y- yes. Okay. Uh, or, wow, oh, I can't remember. Because uh, mine's 2nd Battalion, 4th Marines. His oh, is 2nd okay. Battalion, 5th Marines. Okay, go ahead. Um, but yeah, so when he got off, like we were getting on, and I found out years later by another guy who was in that unit that, yeah, at that time we switched... So when I met Donnie O'Malley, I was already so invested in the show. Like, I was paying for it before it even, you know, came out. Like, the... Um, the what, service? What's it called when you pay for something before? Subscription? It's, no. Oh, before it's made. Pre-order? Oh. To help it. Get, crowdfund? Yeah. I did that to help, like, support it. And I met him. And he was taking pictures with everyone because he's, like, famous in the, in the military world mm-hmm. because of Vet TV. Nice. And I remember, like, talking to him for a quick second in his ear it was a Marine Corps birthday, so it was loud as shit, but I got to take a picture of him. I get in his ear and I go, I want you to know that you, what you're doing for all these veterans right now by putting this comedy out here, this rel- relative comedy to us, has saved so many fucking lives. Yeah. And he was all pumped on him. I got him a beer, and then, like, I made him chug it with me, which is kind of a douchebag thing, but it was so fucking funny. It's <laughs> a fucking perfect Marine thing. <laughs> I was like, hey, here's a, beer. here's a beer. He's like, oh, thanks. And I go, let's fucking go. And he goes, what? And I go, right now. And he started chugging with me. I was like, all right, sick. But yeah, um, Donnie O'Malley is fucking dope. I haven't been on Vet TV in a couple of years just because I try and disassociate with being a Marine anymore because it's kind of depressing on my life, like not ever being that proud of myself. I mean, that's different. That's like, you know, my my EGA on my truck. But I get it. Um, but he used to do these hikes. They were called the, the 22 hikes. For the 22 a day. Yeah, for the 22 veterans a day who kill themselves. But it was to raise awareness. So what we do is we oh we call it Silky's hike, and you everyone get those meets short up little in a sexy city. Shorts. Yeah, and we hike I think twenty two kilometers, or and you're carrying like you're supposed to carry a certain pounds. amount of weight. What I would do is I'd carry a case of beer, because nice. there's all kinds of alcohol involved in it. But I would carry a case of beer because and as soon as it go down, I'd stop at the next store that I could and refill it back up. Um, but I went to a bunch of those hikes with him, and because wow. uh, I really supported all that shit. And it and those hikes are such a great bonding experience for all veterans because like you get active duty and you get veterans of every branch my favorite part is the marines are always on the fucking front of and course <laughs> they are they're it's... the baddest of the bad dude <laughs> it's so much fun and they all... kill the most they die the most they sweat the most they're the fucking biggest <sighs> dicks yeah in see, in the cock lineup that whole thing is why i'm trying to disassociate with being a marine i mean obviously i'll always have my pride in it but it's like yeah, i can't you have, find you have pride big in gay navy energy <laughs> yeah. but like my job right now i'm a bar back at a winery and like when people ask me oh so what do you do i fucking hate that question because i can't say i'm a marine and be oh, proud of it man. i'm like oh you know i just i work at a winery and I bar back, oh, so what is that? You know, I just restock fucking bottles of wine and I clean dishes. And like, oh, okay. But back in the day, it was like, what do you do? I'm a Marine. Get the fuck out. Thank you for your service. That's so awesome. Have you been anywhere? It's like, yeah, you know, I've been, I've done a deployment here, done a deployment there. Um, and, and their eyes just widen. And now it's yeah, like. Yeah, I'm fucking talking to you with microphones. Yeah. Yeah, because of it. And it's it's depressing to know that I'm not that anymore. And it's like trying to find myself in this new world. So that's why. You know, I had to get away from Vet TV because that is just straight up reminding me of everything. And But it's in, like, the funniest fun- form ever. Some dude I went to school with in Napomo, he's an actor now. That's not he, Napomo. 
It's not it's Bomo. Bomo. You guys are so funny that everyone knows that. But like to me, it's like, oh, that's the swap meet commercial. <laughs> I was at the swap meet every Saturday and Sunday. That's crazy. Fucking, uh, he, he's got to act and be in one of those uh, recruitment uh, shows. Uh, really? Sc- yeah, he's like the scrawny kid with long hair. And, oh, that's fucking tight. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. God, yeah. I need to I need to open cuz I follow it I think on Instagram but yeah, I've, I follow, I've had yeah. it muted and everything for mm-hmm. over a year now just cuz you know trying to get away from it but have you thought about doing something to participate uh with Marines or their culture now just to yeah. as a type of even employment so you can have some sort of like relative um, pride even when I got out, there's a, you know what contracting is? Yeah, fuck Basically yeah. <laughs> like super fucking sneaky squirrel shit over there where you get to smoke a lot of people and not worry about the government stopping us. Um, I wanted to do that and we were kind of signing yeah. up to do it. And then I think my knee got hurt in Texas pretty soon after because I was just drunk oh and riding my bike God, and I fell. That's right. I and remember yeah, hearing about the knee. I can't carry a person. So I will not put myself in those situations because like I said, you know, we used to beat the shit out of people to get them to try and either kill themselves or get out so Mm -hmm. you know because we don't want that weakness well i consider myself a weakness now i wouldn't like i wanted to be a firefighter i can't i'm not going to be able to carry someone out of a fucking burning building or even not a burning building i can't carry another person because my knee will fail on. what do you have going on with your knee is it well when i was in high school i tore my lcl and i didn't even know yeah and i i found out because i went in for some therapy on my knees they were hurting after wrestling um and yeah, those, they, that'll fuck your knees up, yeah, guys wrestling. They did MRIs on it, and they're like, when did you tear your LCL? And I was like, what are you talking about? You tell me. I'm here for yeah, these answers, like, what do you bitch. Mean? And they're like, you tore this a while ago. It's all scar tissue buildup. And I was like, I do not fucking know. I was like, I get hurt all the time. My pain tolerance is extremely high. Like, I just, probably one of the times my knees swelled up, I just kept going. But that was the beginning. And then in Texas, this is like fucking way later. Um, I heard it again. I think it's the ACL because it ripped like on the, on the inner right side. MCL. Or the, oh yeah, sorry, the MCL. Because I, I tore this last April. Yeah, and basically what happens is now if I step the wrong way, the lower part of my leg will shift left instead of, you know, the way it's supposed to bend. Because whatever's supposed to be in here that holds it is yeah. not here anymore. Yeah, it's not stable. So, you, you don't totally need those anyways. Um, <laughs> I Like if I was to jump out of the back of my truck right now and land on this leg, it would fucking rip you you hear that knees over toes guy no oh my god he has this terrific um type of exercise like routine i don't even know how to describe it he literally had just destroyed knees was a basketball player in college was not gonna get anywhere in life with his knees they were destroyed began what he calls bulletproofing his knees and basically just totally reconstructed his knees through training and it's knees over toes and he has this incredible um like system where he breaks it down and when i hurt my knee i had already heard about this guy so i started watching his videos and started doing these exercises and things that were gonna facilitate like a good recovery Mm -hmm. and i haven't hurt my knee again since i've been skateboarding and do jujitsu and I'm clumsy and, you know, I walk on roofs all day and fucking climb through attics. And, like, it's it's very reliable mm-hmm. because in part of this man's exercises and you watch what he can do with his own knees and you know it's not bullshit. Okay. And I totally Ro- believe it. I Rogan think talked about it now. and he had him on. It was terrific. It was such a great episode. Um, a lot of what he does is uh, 
I, I used to embarrass Kylie after I hurt my knee because we'd go for walks on the beach and then I'd walk backwards. <laughs> I'd walk backwards for like a mile or I'd run backwards, I'd jog backwards. And I used to go down, we used to live on the top floor apartment, so I used to go down like three flights of stairs backwards. Oh my God. And it, I did all of these things to help repair my knee. I also took um, BPC-157, which is a body protection compound, uh, pentabecta, pena, it's a peptide regardless, um, for it heals um, your injuries it heals stuff it's like banned by usada and stuff and i i got my dad some he has his torn bicep i've been taking it recently because i uh i have like a damaged uh disc in my neck right now it's like crumped crunched and like i have this fucking shooting pain down my arm so i was like gotta get gotta get back on the 157 dog yeah so I think uh, I really need to just lose a lot of weight. No, yeah, no, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, absolutely, your knees are gonna feel better when there's less weight on them. Mm-hmm. But you'll also feel better when they're strengthened. Yeah. So there's definitely some, like, you ever see like a big fat guy? You know, like mm-hmm. like that picture of you. Yeah. But like giant obese people and they're walking, they have these fucking gnarly calves because they're mm-hmm. carrying all this weight. So that muscle is there. Have you ever seen my calves? You're I can see, yourself. dude, I can see one your ankles from here. What are you talking about? One of my about? nicknames was legs. Oh, dude, I want to fucking. Look at that. No, fucking look at my calves. That's cab. muscle, baby. God, we're, everyone's going to think we're so gay. No, we are. Oh, wow. Oh, yours are nice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, dude. But yeah. I it mean, looks so funny with my this cowboy is, boot. This is a lot of muscle, but like, it's just because it carries around my fat ass all the time. No, it's because like, you, you actually do fucking. Like, how much gear? How, how much, What was the weight of stuff you had to carry? Oh, I try to remember. I know it's like around 125. That's um, fucking crazy. Yeah, so my lower lumbars are crushed because I got an MRI on those as well because I was like, yo, my back really fucking hurts, and I think it's more than, like, the normal amount of hurt. <laughs> yeah. So I actually had to go to therapy and everything for it. But they're like, yeah, when I was 21, they did an MRI on my back, and they're like, your lower lumbars are crushed. And Crushed. what we can tell is that you have arthritis of a 40-year-old already in there. And I was like, so that explains the fucking pain. Yeah, and yeah. I think when I went into the Marines, I was 5'8". When I got out, I was 5'7". Just from yeah. all the weight we carry as infantry, like, that it crushes sucks. everything. That it, fucking sucks. Yeah. I mean, but, like... If all that happened and I didn't get to kill some insurgents, <gasps> I'd be so sore I am very sore about, about that. About yeah, and then especially like being pulling out and Want, everything, it's like yeah, wanting to be a contractor, not being able to do that either. I, I fucking, I am so sympathetic towards your or empathetic rather to this. Like uh, you, you the, oh, everything right you now? just described to me, dude. Like oh the, yeah, the I appreciate that. You know because it, it, I couldn't imagine what that actually feels like. I mean, I can imagine, but I, you know, I it. It sounds horrible in terms of like, you just, everyone has those like uh, realities they can't change and their circumstances mm-hmm. that are beyond their control. Yeah. And it's a tough pill to swallow sometimes. I think I cried for like three days after I found out they pulled out. Yeah. And then those, I, it wasn't 13 Marines, but it was 13, like I think it was like 11 Marines and yeah. A Navy and uh, I mean a sailor and a soldier. 
but like which when was that like shit most happened, people that had been killed mm-hmm. in Afghanistan I was in, distraught, dude. It was so shitty. And I think I, I put up a picture. It was like, stop letting us fucking die if you won't let us kill. And that was my biggest thing. Was like we had the chance to smoke out so many of those motherfuckers over there. Like one of my boys got shot because we saw these dudes passing a radio, and our lieutenant was like, we can't do anything. That's not enough hostile intent. I was like, we can hear them planning an ambush on us. What the fuck are you talking about? My team leader actually got what's called NJP in the military. It's non-judicial punishment. He got, like, ranked down and everything, or busted down. Busted down. Because he was yelling at the lieutenant about it. He was like, dude, these motherfuckers are right there. Like, we can't do anything. He's like, no. So he got off post, and he got in trouble for it. And when my boy came by, he was a a dog handler. But, like, he was – we were real tight. And I was like, hey, dude, don't go that way because, like, there's guys planning an ambush, and we weren't allowed to kill him. He was like, all right. Well, they got tasked with going that way. He got fucking, he got shot in the leg and the AMP dude in front of him got shot three times in the chest and got killed. Jesus. And we're like, we could have prevented all of that shit if you would have just let us kill them. And I get the whole reason not to, because, you know, some people do, you know, civilian casualties and all that shit. It does happen. It's war. It does suck. I'm not going to go out there and try and kill kids, but it does happen. But like when you know that you can kill someone who's going to hurt us and you don't get to, that fucks with you. And then knowing that my brother got fucking shot and had to get sent home because we couldn't do anything. That yeah. fucking sucked. That eat away. Have you spoken to him since? Oh, yeah. No, he's fine. He's, like, in New York City. No, now. I know. I'm just saying, like, about this. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll drunkenly hit him up sometimes. And I just, like, dude, I'm so fucking sorry for how it all went down. Have you he, soberly talked to him about it? Uh, I mean, while we're in, yeah. Because, like, yeah. Okay. He, he actually he has a great mindset about it. I think... He got a tattoo or something over it, just and and he tells people he fell on his bike when they look at like the bullet shot. They're like, "What is that?" And he's like, oh, I broke my leg on my bike. He's real cool about it, but I mean, it does it sucks. And I remember hearing like because they shot him up with morphine for the pain, and the last thing he said as he got in the helicopter was like, "You guys better shave my balls because I'm going home to fuck my girlfriend." <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! So fucking cool, dude. Fuck yeah! Good for him. Yeah, his name was Dow. Uh, we bonded in the desert in 29 Palms. We, he's oh, from man. Hawaii. I love that area. Yeah. It's uh, it's the worst when you have to live. I spent my 21st birthday in a hole there. So <laughs> that was, I fucking I, hate it that It didn't place. even it occur to me that there was a, any sort of operations around there. So base rather like 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 just it's military operation decommissioned army base they they deemed it unsuitable so, to for like for a base to be there and they're like mm, let's put the marines there then yeah <laughs> I did and there was just so much I was like what's going on because we were in fucking uh, not Palm Springs Joshua Tree and there's all this sh- shit driving through and I was mm-hmm. like what the fuck is this about these are some big ass I've never even seen these vehicles before yeah I've seen these vehicles on the side. Of the, what, the I-5 or whatever, the fucking... Whatever it is yeah. out there. Is, yeah. it, is it I-10? I think it is I-10. The one next to Pendleton. Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's the 5. Yeah, the 5, you know? And I was like, I've never seen these this close in my life. All I could think about was, damn, glad I'm not paying those gas prices. <sighs> it's all JP8 diesel, baby. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, we were in the desert, and... Um, he, I found out he was from Hawaii and like, I mean, you know, just made a stupid remark like, oh, you're from Hawaii. You probably know this girl who like moved from Hawaii to Lompoc. And he was like, well, we'll describe her. And I was like, oh, well, he's really entertaining this. 
And I forgot the girl's name, but she ended up on the wrestling team in Lompoc, and uh, I think her last name was Blanco. Oh, fucking perfect! The co- the, the wrestling coach's name. The wrestling coach's um, like niece or some shit like that was her. Ah, so, he's Hawaiian. That makes sense. Yeah. So he harassed she me was to get there, on the wrestling and, team, and I no. Yeah, but I remember telling Don, I was like, oh yeah, she was on the wrestling team. Her name is whatever Blanco. And he goes, I do fucking know her. And I was like, are you <laughs> kidding me? So that's how we became friends. That's fucking cool. Yeah, dude. he was like, yeah, she left like in the middle of high school, and I know she went to California. It's like she ended up in shithole Lompoc and that's was on the wrestling hilarious. team with us. She was fine as hell. That's funny. <sighs> Man. Small goddamn Small world. fucking world. I met another dude in 29 Palms. We were, uh, we were messing around with some tanks. Like, we were doing classes on them. Like, the tanker guys were teaching us all about them. Yeah. And after it, we got to, like, jump on the tank and talk to the dudes who, like, were in the tank, you know. And um, I was like, hey, do you, any of you guys know uh, Staff Sergeant Barrios? And one of the dudes like, I do, but not from him being a tanker out here. I know him because he's my recruiter. And I go, did you go to Cabrillo or Lompo? No, I said, are you a conquistador or are you a brave? He's like, I'm a conk, and I go, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, are you from fucking Lompoc? And I go, yeah, dude. I was like, Sergeant Barrios was my fucking recruiter, too. And he goes, that's Jesus. fucking insane. And Damn. That's small fucking ass world. Who, who, was this, who, who was that guy? Um, I don't remember who the dude's name, because he was from Cabrillo, so I never knew him. And yeah. But once I, I did recognize him, because you know you recognize everyone from Lompoc. Hell yeah, yeah, exactly. Once he told me that he was from Lompoc, I looked at his face, and I was like, okay, I do recognize him. But That's so funny, uh, dude. Yeah. I met another guy in Japan. Um, I went to school with him and he went infantry as well. So, but he was like, I want to say he was East coast and I was just like at a subway in Japan on base and he walked right by and I was like, dude, what the fuck? I forgot his name. I think he's here in Lompoc too again, but, um, like gave him a hug and I was like, it's fucking That's great so to see cool, you. Dude. Small ass world, smallest Marine Corps. Smallest Marine Corps. Do you ever seen the picture of... I probably have to pull it up. His name is his name was First Sergeant Castle at the time. It's a very famous picture of a dude coming out of a kill house in uh, Iraq. He's carrying a K bar and he's all bloody and he's being held by two other Marines. Um. Um. When I show you the picture, you might recognize him. But I got to meet him in real life, and this dude is a fucking badass. He is short because after he got all fucked up in this house, um. Like, they had to take out parts of his legs. Like They took his shins off, took, like yeah, Cotton and King of, of the Hill? Because um, he got so fucked up. Where's this goddamn picture at? But he's like the sergeant major of SOI, and um, everyone knew the story about him. What's SOI? Uh, School of Infantry. So it's what you, what, okay, okay. what you do right after boot camp. Gotcha. It's hard to keep up with all the abbreviations. I, I learn a new one every time uh, I talk to a Marine. Have you ever seen this picture? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I met that dude in the middle. That's Where's wild. Fucking... Damn, that's crazy. I don't know. I can't tell you how can many goddamn times this photo is. So, what you, I don't know weird. if you've noticed this, but he has a pistol in one hand and he has a K-bar in the other. He's covered in his own blood and every other Marine in that room who died. That's all their blood. He oh, got man. shot, like, a couple different times. He got blown up by a grenade. He, like, protected some of the dude. He has shrapnel on his body and everything. He lost, like, a good percentage of his blood. So we all know the story about him, obviously. And we were told, like, he's going to come to one of our classes. It was in Iraq. He has a Beretta. Yeah. And uh, 
So we're in the class and I stood up because I was getting tired. And like when you're getting tired, you stand up and you get to the back. Because so, you do not go to sleep in one of those classes or you get fucked up. Mm. So I'm standing up in the back and I just felt this presence right next to me. He goes, how you doing, Marine? And I look over and I got a boner and shit myself at the same fucking time. Because oh. I was like, oh my God, it's him. Oh and he God, sat there him. and talked to me. He was like, how's your experience in SOI, Marine? I was like... You know, I was like, oh, Sergeant Major, like, it, it, I, I love it here. You know, I fucking hated it there, but I was like, I, I love it. This is grace. And, like, you're not going to tell this war hero that you hate being a Marine. Yeah, like, yeah. And I was just. It's like, you know what I hate? My friend's <laughs> blood all over me. <laughs> yeah, dude. He fucking killed a lot of people in that room. I imagine that whole kill house going down, like, the way. Have you ever seen Punisher? Um, oh, it's so fucking good. You dude. know where he's like going way fucking hard. I think he's in Afghanistan, and like all the dudes are coming in. He's like killing them all with like his knife and his bare hands. Oh God, I I mean, I'm gonna go home and rewatch Punisher now. That also is my favorite representation of the Marines because it's definitely a little dramatic, but like the way he's like, <gasps> like that <laughs> is what we like. We grunt and we fucking make like when we're doing roll call. You don't say here. You say kill, or you say murder, or you say dead babies, or you do a grunt, like, er. Or depending on how salty you are, your own phrase, like, you can just do, like, er, like, weird shit. But when they did that in The Punisher, I was like, that's that's fucking it right there, dude. That's a fucking Marine. Like, I love it. Sprinkled some respect in that show. Good for Oh, them. man. It's, yeah. a, it's a, it's like I said, it's a little over-representation of it, but it's pretty close the things to they like, got right they got right like how a war hero would fucking be like that dude's obviously you know he's just like i'm gonna kill everyone and does it's so weird how something so awful is so romantic and so in mm -hmm. just i you know i think just being like in around that culture for even for like those few months, yeah, it just rubs off on you. Mm -hmm. You just tell it's in these people's like mentality. Also, I don't think um, a boot loves anything more than being in jujitsu compared <laughs> to being in on base or anything. They see they were always so happy and relaxed and so like, oh, you're being nice to me and like, oh, you're not you're not calling me a crane eating faggot. What? <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was it was. Uh, here's why that boot. When he's back at the barracks, he's getting fucked up I know, the entire time. I know, I know. I think a this lot of now. my it's all like <laughs> yeah. I got. I was like, I'm so happy I got to like make you like getting strangled recreationally mm -hmm. and without our fucking dicks out. Yeah, it's uh. So it's, it's kind of weird. I've never. I guess I never really talked to too many people about it, but like I think some of my PTSD comes from being a boot, because it's like. I want to go to sleep. I want to get eight hours of rest. It's fucking 2 a.m. And all the senior Marines who are out there getting hammered, literally kicking your door. Not like, <laughs> and it's, it's locked. I've, it's, I've I watched videos of this shit yes, happening. They'll it's kick fucking... in your door, rip you out of bed, start beating the shit out of you, and then be like, hey, what's the fucking nine line right now? So you're, and, and when I'm done explaining this, you'll understand why they do all that. But it's like, What's a nine line? And a nine line is a radio report that you do when there's a casualty. It's the information you have to give to the bird that's coming to pick them up. Yeah. It has like which direction they should come in from, like what's gone, what's going on with the casualty. I mean, there's nine lines of it. I really don't remember it all because it's fucking hard. Um, no one's but, woken you up yet. 
Yeah, and, and you know, <laughs> like I've been out for a long fucking time, but. You know, they come in, they kick in, they beat the shit out of you. You're in this stressful situation. Then they go, what's a fucking nine line? And if you can't give it to them, they continue beating the shit out of you while they're teaching you it. And then they want you to be able to finally read it back. You know, once you do, maybe they fuck with you for a little bit more and then they leave. And then 45 minutes later, they do it again. And then 45 minutes later after that, they do it again. And it's all fucking night. Like, I literally hid under my bed one time. I was like, I'm not going to deal with this night because I could hear how drunk they were outside. Oh. And I just... And I was that stuck gives at the bank that weekend. Right yeah. Um, I actually caught one of my boots hiding underneath the uh, underneath his bed because I kicked in his door. And I was like, where's this motherfucker at? Because he wasn't answering his phone. He wasn't doing anything. And I found him sleeping underneath his bed. I pulled him out. And I fucking, I laid into him, dude. Like, just screaming at him like, you fucking boot fuck. And I made him, like, get all his other boots. And, like, we did a long run the next day just to, like, like you don't fucking hide from us. I get, I get it. I was a boot too. I know it fucking sucks, but like, you don't. You don't do what I mean. did. You don't do as I say, not as I did. Well, obviously, you yeah. never tell them about how you were as a boot. No way. You never. I, you never show weakness to them. That's, but that's, that's where like I think a little. See, bit there's might... so many fucking like deep archetypal stereotypes and just beautifully like chaotic mm-hmm. tropes that may seem redundant and you may be played to death in movies and literature, but that experience of it sounds so affirming mm-hmm. and so character developing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I like, I'm literally just <laughs> such so a, I, I'm literally just such a like little fanboy about it now. Like I know how silly I sound like, uh, like on the uh, other side of this coin mm-hmm. taught, like talking to, a marine and it's yeah i like i just like i'm just like ah yeah i know i'm it's it's i'm a goofball but it i don't know like i'm just so thankful to like even get any little little nuggets yeah of info from it because everyone has there, a little there's bit so, different there's so much too you know you hear like you can only hear so much but i can't go into detail about everything because there's so much shit that's just it's gnarly dude being a marine is like fucking gnarly you get fucked up all the time, like beat the shit out of for like two years until you're not a boot anymore. And then you get to fuck up other people, but still there's people above you and they fuck you up if you fucked up someone else too much. Damn. It's like, and, and fighting is constant. Infighting? No, fighting. Okay. Like I thought you, you said fight each fighting. other. Yeah. Like, like that. Well, that is infighting. Yeah, okay, okay. Yes. All right. Uh, like I said, I'm a Marine. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I got a 55 on my ASVAB, which is low, baby. I just barely made it to even being able to be an infantryman. But. That actually sounds perfect. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't just saying Marines are idiots and, like, I'm, like, this fucking genius. No, I was a dumbass, too. Um, I mean, I guess I had to be enjoying the Marines. But, um, yeah, like, fights are, they happen all the time. And it's, it. the best part that I loved about it was you didn't fight someone and then hate them. You fought them, and it was over with. Camaraderie. Yeah, so, like, when I'm out at the bar, and I see someone getting a fight, and everyone's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, sh- I, I yell at that person, shut the fuck up. Let them fucking get it over with, and then they better buy each other a beer after this. That's not how it works all the time, but in the Marines, that's how it works. You beat the shit out of someone, and be like, get the fuck up, let's go get a beer now. And then you're tight. And, and the whole thing is, I mean, it's the whole culture of it is you're learning to kill another human being and win that fight every yeah. single time. I remember we used to patrol, 
And, you know, like I said, we have our radios that can listen to their radios. And we'd hear them be like, oh, yeah, we're going to go ambush these guys when they get around this corner. And it's like, wait, no, those are Marines. No, we'll wait till the Army gets here. Oh, when I heard that shit. First, I was pissed that we weren't going to get in a gunfight. But then I was like, my dick is so fucking big right now. They don't even want to come and try. Like, they're fucking so afraid sexy. of us. <laughs> it was the best. Um, and, and I didn't even realize the delineation of that forever all of this fun like like division in the branches and all just the respect that marines command is so fun i i was so fucking worried that i was gonna fall in love with it being like just listening to it and looking shit up and talking to because the professor at the uh jujitsu school i went to was he, he's a He's a Marine, mm-hmm. and he, I think, I don't know, fucking Staff Sergeant, all that bullshit. Uh, he was, I think, in fire, too. I can't, I'm disrespecting all his fucking cred right now. Sorry, yeah. Doug. <laughs> That's um, no way. No but one really cares. He he was so fucking, such a cool guy, and I just had the, such respect and reverence for it. And I was like, oh, my God. Am I going to fucking sign up? Oh, this is ridiculous. Starbucks sucks, but it can't be that bad. <laughs> I would, you know, if people ask me, I, I would say join the military. I, I always tell them join the Air Force. I go, look, dude, what do you want out of your life? Because when I joined, my plan was to kill them, and I actually never had any plan of coming back. I figured I was going to die there. And especially when I was in, like, there was a time where I had to sit down with another sweeper. Because he was, like, my fucking bro. And I was like, you know that when we go there, we're not coming back with our legs. And we fucking cried. We, like, we sat down and we had to accept it. It wasn't, like, at the time, there wasn't, like, a chance that we're coming back. It was, like, all sweepers are getting fucked up right now. The chances of you coming back are none. You're going to lose your legs. And I was like, well, I'm going to accept that because I'm going to keep my boys alive. So, when people ask me, like... Should I join the Marines? I go, do you want to have pride in yourself forever and know that you did a really fucking badass thing? And when you're at a bar talking to someone in a different branch, you win the dick measuring contest? Or do you want to join the Air Force and have a successful future later on and probably not alcoholism? <laughs> probably not alcoholism. <laughs> so, yeah. So I tell them, join a different branch and really search in what you want to do. If you want to kill the enemy of the United States, possibly, join the fucking Marines. And that's about all I give them. Because it's cool. It's a dick measuring contest, especially within the other branches, too. I love it. Uh, Like, when I was in, dude, I was on a Navy ship. It's the Navy's ship. And I'm just (laughs) a Marine on it. And the sailors would get out of my way just because of the uniform I was wearing. Like, they look terrified. They come in through our birthings, and <laughs> actually, we kind of fucked with them. <laughs> so that's probably why, too. But, <laughs> like, they would see us, and they get out of the way when it's supposed to be the other way around because it's their ship, and we are just guests on them. Um, and while we're in, you know, if you meet any other branch, like, no one fucking says anything to us unless they've actually done some shit. But it's so slim for other branches. Now that I'm out... I respect every veteran. I don't care whether they were deployed or not. Like, you fucking signed up. I'll buy you a shot. Like, And I do that. And when I'm at the sham all the time, I can find them. It's so easy. You look at the haircuts. They're wearing they a watch. Them. 
Who the fuck wears a watch? If you're not a first responder or a veteran or active duty or something, you don't fucking wear a watch. And so you can see it. They wear the watch. They got the haircuts. They're young. They're in shape. And I can tell. I always ask them, like, Air Force or Space Force? And now it's mainly Space Force. We'll chit-chat for a little bit. I think for the service, I'll buy them a shot. And then we all get fucked up together. That's so funny. Yeah. I used Fucking to be a dick Force. about it in Texas because I was a... Uh, Texas I, is a I, whole other monster, oh, I'd there's imagine. so many there. But everyone has pride in it and their service. So, like, I'd work at a bar and they'd come up and... I never... Like, I mean, you can tell I'm a Marine if you really pay attention because I wear, like, my KIA bracelets and I have, like, my stupid boot tattoo that says USMC. But sometimes they wouldn't see it. and But a lot they, of... Yeah. Yeah, and, and they would show me, like, their military ID and I go, oh, what branch are you in? They're, oh, I'm in the Army. And I fucking, you know, I'm like, a, I, I fire cannons. And it's fucking badass, bro. You should try it. I'm like, oh, that's real cool. I was like, did you get deployed anywhere? Like, no, not yet. But, like, it's fucking tight. And I go, oh, that's cool. And they go, hey, you seem to kind of know a little bit about the military. Like, what about you? And I go, oh, yeah, I was infantry in the Marines. They all will shut the fuck up immediately. Some even apologize. They're like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean to go off that much. I'm like, I don't care anymore. Like, thank you for your service for reals. Like, but it's. But it is still kind of funny to get that reaction and be get like, a little, <laughs> get a little bit of satisfaction. Yeah. So good. <sighs> what a fucking life. Fuck yeah. But now I want to find what I'm going to be next. I have no fucking idea. That's so exciting though. I'm looking forward to to see what you mm-hmm. what you do. You know, like it's I know, an oh, it's an open book. Yeah. Like after this Colorado trip, I just know I'm going to finally like I'm going to get another full time job again and. And actually try and find some pride in something I do. It's so stupid. At the at the winery, they gave me a name tag. And it says, like, Brick Barn Wine Estate. And it says Nathan. Ooh. And I was so ready to fucking quit that place. But they gave me that name tag. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm part of this place. And now, like, even customers are like, oh, my God, Nathan. Like, and they'll, you know, they'll send mm-hmm. my name and everything. And I'm like, wow, I, I actually found a little bit of pride in something now. So now I'm like getting headstrong again i'm gonna like go out there and figure out what the fuck i'm gonna do with my life which is probably gonna still involve having sex with a lot of hookers though (laughs) (laughs) nate god i love hookers (laughs) thank you so much for doing my podcast this has been one of the coolest uh places i've done a podcast man it is getting a little cold though let's wrap this shit up let's fucking go get a beer fuck oh that's right you're not drinking i can't i'm drinking i'll drink one for you just don't drink two for me, all right? Now it's going to be two. <laughs> all right, Nate. Later.